Hello, my children. Peace be unto you. Welcome to the Alex Cast. Tonight, I opened up my heart, my apartment, and my phone lines to talk to you, my loving, desirable listening audience. Let's take a moment to say a silent prayer together, which we're not going to do, because saying a silent prayer would be incredibly stupid on an audio-based program. Hello, welcome to the Alex Cast. More things from a religious standpoint. I don't. I don't think religious people talk like that. Maybe they do. Anyway, so this is an episode I did. It's live. It's fun. Good times. Um, at Chris Reddy uh, called in as did at Dreckface. Also, we had a phone call from at Last Bone Stands. Uh, you may notice those names are the Whatcast, and Chris Reddy is loudest geeks in the room and speeding bullets and all sorts of stuff. Well, yeah, he he gives his plugs later. Um, they're all good. It'll be on the website. Go to alexcast.com. The main reason here is to tell you, go to alexcast.com, click on the Amazon link before you buy stuff on Amazon. I get a small percentage of your purchase. It really, really helps me out. You don't have to pay a red cent extra. Literally, just click on it before you go. If you clear your cookies first, that technically helps, but if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Seriously helpful. Somebody bought, like, a whole bunch of, um, uh, toilet roll holders. It, like, they were, like, 40 bucks a pop, and they bought, like, 10 of them. So I got, like, 40 bucks or something. I need 40 bucks. I can't afford anything. It's terrible. So go there. Click that. There's also an Audible link. You get a free audiobook if you click that. Uh, you keep the audiobook, and if you cancel before a month, you keep the audiobook completely free. You don't get charged anything. I get 15 bucks for everybody that does that. You can also click on the books link, and that is where you find links to the books I have written. Periphery is my novel. I want you to read that. It's five bucks on Kindle. Everybody has a Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, go and buy the Paper Tree version. It is made of trees that were killed in a humane way, and uh, they were actually hugged to death by random patchouli-smelling hippies uh, that were fed on locally sourced granola from the greater Willamette Valley. It's really a wonderful thing. It really is. So, uh, yeah, those are things. Just click everything on the website. There's, If you click on the writing tab, there's a free sample of Periphery, my novel. It's like the first, like, sixths of it or so, which I have a hard time saying that. The first one-sixth of it. Yes, so that is good. Enjoy it. Have fun. We also had questions from Justin Johnson from Twitter, uh, from Facebook, I mean. We had Martin J. Clemens at 14 Writer. We had some other people. I'm sure I said them as we went. It's going to be fun. You can also go to etsy.com slash shop slash inspired disorder and use code name Alex, A-L-E-X-X, and that will garner you 10% off all your fine purchases, and that is the work of our friend Ray Taylor. I've mentioned him on the show before. He's been on the show before. He is a good man, so enjoy. Have fun. Etsy.com slash shop slash inspired disorder. Click on everything on the website. It's good. Let me explain very quickly. This is 100, episode 159A. The reason it's 159A is because I miscounted and I skipped one. So um, that's what this one's called. So the next episode will be 160 like it's supposed to because I'm not going to have 159 followed by 158. I'm not that kind of person. I'm just not that kind of person. I'm way too OCD. And I'm not OCD, uh, unless you mean an Orange County detective, because I did get my shield recently. Okay, cool. Enjoy this episode of the show, and I will be with you very soon again. Uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for loving. Find me on Twitter at TheAlexCast, Facebook.com slash AlexCast. You can also find me on Google+, on Stitcher, on iTunes, on every possible way you could ever want to find somebody, I'm there. Not Pinterest, though, because I don't know what that is. 
not Tumblr either. And I'm not really on uh, Instagram. But all the ones I'm on, you can find me there. And it's, 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 it's really great. You don't even know what you're missing. So anyway, that has been that. Um, I have been Alex, and you have been the listening audience. Please enjoy this episode of the Alex cast. Yeah, cool. Anyway, so, uh, in excess is Domine Dones, it's Requiem, uh, in Domine Spatari, it's Spiritus Sancti, yo, yo, abnees ad sant, quid carias nobis, nunc. Alex, and this is theoretically a show that I like to call the Alex Cast. I like to call it that because that is the name that I registered when I got the domain. If I called it something else, I probably would have tried to register that name. You can find me on Twitter at the Alex Cast because some jerk off has the non the version. I don't know if this is live. I think it is. There's zero viewers, so I can stop really talking to y'all. Um, yes, fun. No one can hear me at the moment, so there's no reason to tell you how you can get in touch, but just in case there is someone listening, not sure how that works, 503-468-6959, not entirely sure if that's even going to work, or you can somehow go to the Google Plus invite thing or whatever, I don't fucking care, shut up, fuck you, tired of your shit. Hey look, Mike called, let's listen to that. Alex, it's Mike, I was just calling in because I'm not going to be able to call in tonight, so I figured I'd leave you a message now, but I was just sitting here thinking, remembering that time when uh, you and I filled in as a backup for the modal noise in that crazy cantina in my word youth and how you used to hunt Nazis in Argentina. So I was hoping maybe you could relate some stories about your Nazi hunting days and, uh, you know, yeah, viva fucking France, man. Viva la France, indeed. Well, I'm glad you asked about that. I don't know if a lot of people People know this about me. In, I mean, I guess I started, I did my first gig with um, the Cantina band in, I mean, it had to be about 1926. I was on the run from a group of Nazis that actually got together in a this hilarious ragtag fashion, which is not something you really expect from Nazis. Well... So we had gotten together, so I'd running from them and I end up in this cantina and the cantina band was playing. There was this kind of elephant looking man. He was playing the space jizz is actually what they call the style of music, which was nice. Um, this was in Mos Eisley Spaceport. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's, it's right off the Champs-Élysées. And yeah, so the modal nodes were playing and I was stepping in as their sousaphonist. And I met this other fellow named Mike, and he was playing the uh, the clavas. And as you know, sousaphone and clavas are the two main instruments for space jizz in Parisian cantinas. I hid from that ragtag group of Nazis that later went on to have a hilarious adventure trying to sneak back into a camp 
a la The Great Escape, but they called this The Great Ingress, and it was not very funny because Germans don't have senses of humor. So anyway, I have been a Nazi hunter since about 26 or so. Uh, not when I was 26, the year 1926. Now, given that I know almost nothing about history and I'm terrible at dates, I'm going to hope that there were Nazis around in 1926. I think there were. Not actually really all that sure. But why not? So anyway, uh, my Nazi hunting career started then, and when the war, you know, finally broke down and the good guys won, yay, yay for the good guys, go allies? Or is it Axis? I think, the, I think we were the allies, right? Generally, the thing with the X in the name, and this show excluded, is the bad guys. So I'm going to think they're the Axis. Well, anyway, after the war broke out, Hitler, Goering, Goebbels, a lot of people with last names starting with G or H, Hildebrand, went to Argentina and set up shop there. Now, it wasn't like a final solution thing. Again, this was more of a, well, you know, that didn't work out. Let's, you know, hey guys, we loved each other in high school. We got through the Reich together. Why don't we just, we'll retire in Argentina, kick our feet up, you know, we'll laugh at things, you know, we'll get a new dog named Blondie, you know, me and my cousin wife, well, I don't know how I became Hitler in this, but I'm Hitler now, me and my cousin wife will sit around and lounge on the beach in Argentina and just laugh the days away at all those hilarious experiments that, uh, that were performed on people and have some lovely lamps to look at. So I went down, I'm not Hitler anymore now, I'm, um, Nazi hunting Alex in Argentina, I went down to try to hunt and kill the uh, Nazi expatriates who have egressed and then ingressed into Argentina. This all went comically awry when me and my talking dog sidekick got distracted somewhere outside of Belize. He had seen a bit of stripped meat on the side of the road, and I had seen a particularly nice-looking bit of durian fruit, which is nowhere near Belize, but I couldn't think of a funny fruit name and if you said banana, you actually have your comedy card taken away. Uh, well, long story short, we didn't make it to Argentina. And as we all know, the Fourth Reich started in Argentina in the 40s. And that is why the world is now run by Nazis. I apologize to all of you personally for causing the horror and devastation that has happened to the world in the past 70 years. It is my fault completely. Well, me and my sidekick talking dog. That didn't make much sense. Here's a story I have for you. Do you know why there is a... Uh, I'm talking to someone right now. If anybody's listening, call 503-468-6959. I realize that the reason that he is asking because he's from Canada, and I don't know what to do, go... I put the link up to the Google Plus thing. Uh, I believe if you click that, you can, like, ask to join, maybe? I don't... Honestly, I don't know. I don't even know if the phone number works, to tell the truth. I don't really care, because there's one person listening, and I know who that is. Thank Christ that person's listening, because it makes me feel like a makes me feel like a useful person and a useful broadcaster. More importantly, it makes me feel like a man. God damn it! So here's a thing that I wanted to tell you about bananas, because of the comedy portion of bananas. Do you know why bananas in all the old comedies used to be just the floor was rife with banana? I mean, you couldn't walk down a city street without seeing some poor sap, generally a fat guy with his thin friend, as was the trend back then, slip on a banana and then fall roughshod to the floor. And oh, the hilarity that ensued. But do you know why bananas were around so much? Was there more 
were there more banana trees back then? I don't know that answer. But in the hypothetical I'm saying, I don't know. So if you want to join in, try clicking the link I just posted on Twitter. I'll also post it on Facebook. I don't know if it's true or not. And I'm sorry for everybody that's listening to this. It isn't trying to call in. Because, well, let's face it. We all knew this wasn't going to work. But I figured it was worth a try. The idea was was sound. And now I'm down to zero viewers. What the fuck? Did I just get broken up with? I think I'm single. That's upsetting. Well, what was I talking about? Bananas. So the reason the bananas were rife everywhere, the streets were lousy with bananas, it was not because of J.D. Salinger's popularity. It was because uh, of essentially censorship. The joke was that people often slipped on horse shit, which was everywhere. The streets were essentially made of horse shit back in what I like to call the day. And uh, they couldn't show horse shit in early movies. You probably still can't show it now unless you're since the rating system, which is really stupid since I've seen Back to the Future and my entire premise is bullshit. Horse shit. The thing was, the reason bananas took over was a nicer way to say people were slipping on the very slippy uh, horse excrement, excrement available in your everyday fun shop. Oh, hey Chris, I see your face. No, probably not. Well, no, I saw your I saw your avatar. Hi, Chris, ready? Hey, what's going on? Uh, nothing. I was talking about how early movies replaced uh, horse shit in uh, on streets with bananas. And that's where slipping on banana peels came from. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I may have heard that from just some idiot at a bar, which is where I get most of my information, but I feel like it's true. Well, I, I don't think they could put horseshit on uh, television, right? Yeah. I think that's the idea. And I think back in the, you know, whatever era that like Laurel and Hardy were around, you didn't really want to see somebody breaking their spine and landing in horseshit. I mean, to be fair, I kind of do. Mm. Yeah, but that's because we've lived through both world wars. <laughs> so how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing very well. I, I'm, I'm glad somebody called in. And I'm glad it's you. Everybody at home, that's Chris Reddy that's talking. He's from Hello. Canada. And that's that place that's north of us that's kind of like Minnesota. It's like Minnesota with more beer. It is like, yeah, it's Minnesota with more beer. But... Well, more like American-y style beer. Or, you know, not American-style beer, right? Yeah, you guys have, like, good beer. I live in the weird spot of America where there's actual good beer, so it's weird to f remember what the other part of the country's like. Yeah, you live in the world of hipsters, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got a tall bike, tight jeans, and owns their own microbrewery. You know, I have a question about that. Please ask. When, when did guys' legs become so small that tight jeans were acceptable? That's a really good question. I... <laughs> I, there's two ways that I've approached this. I have thought about this before, not necessarily just the legs, but the, the style of man that has somehow become in, in fashion. Ostrich style. Yeah. I don't know if whether this hipster thing is like if, if attractive people that were fashionable in, let's say 1987, if they had, um, worn really tight, oh, they did wear tight jeans and they had like regular man sized legs back then, didn't they? I've seen Warren well, I, videos. I know that in like Shakespearean times that were tights all the time. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that like maybe just the the popular people, like the people that are into fashion just happen to be really chicken legged people. But and this is just the first fashion to kind of show it off with the men. But I mm -hmm. remember the 80s and all the dudes were wearing really tight everything and they had like regular dude legs. Yeah, it seems like a new development. 
I wonder what the, you know what it probably is, and I know I'm kind of throwing myself under the bus here. It's probably veganism. Mm. I think everybody's really protein starved, and their legs are kind of showing it. No, all these hipsters eat like sliders and stuff, though. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. It's th- all like sliders and fancy burgers. Uh, see, this again, my problem living in Portland is the the strange microcosm of, I think there's actually more vegetarians here than, than meat eaters. Like, I don't meet meat eaters often, so my entire worldview is completely fucking skewed. Mm-hmm. It's also a lot of gluten-free from where you're from. Yeah, there, it, there's a lot of gluten-free and uh, a lot of people that don't actually know what gluten is because I, I like having fun <laughs> and asking people about things that they believe in and then they never know. This is the natural uh, extension of my previous life uh, studying the Bible a lot, not because I ever believed in it, but because I liked arguing about it. Well, from what I understand, you have a lot of previous lives. Uh, yeah, there's there's a few of them, but I meant previous lives like the ones that aren't just complete horseshit that I learned about under fucking oh. uh, under uh, hypnosis. <laughs> oh, not not the one from Mos Eisley. Oh, that one. Oh no, that was real. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, there, there was a point uh, last year on the show, I guess, a year and a half ago, I went to. Uh, hypnotherapy past life regression uh. yeah it was I mean, honestly it was fun and there was there was certain i don't know no way later there was a result not a result you know obviously i understand how the subconscious works i'm not i'm not fully vested in the weirdness i talk about but it was fun but i certainly yeah that's i'm not going to refer to that with any kind of truthfulness uh did you ever see that bbc show where they put a bunch of comedians into past life regression oh no really Oh, it's so awkward. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Did it work? Yeah. Oh, there was uh, one guy, I think it was Ronnie something. But uh, he went into past life regression. He remembered the most basic, ridiculous things from a non-existent life that you've ever heard. Oh, that's What's fun. What's your name? I'm Ronnie from Scotland. <laughs> oh, that's great. I I do like the ones where they, they do the past life regression. And... uh Oh, that's weird. Google Hangout just yelled at me. This Hangout on air will end if you continue broadcasting content you are authorized to use. Um, Apparently my voice is breaking the YouTube rules. Uh, okay, I'll I'll stop. What what are you yelling at me for? This is odd. Yeah, no, I like the past life regressions where you're just like a really boring guy. Because it's... I don't know. It's fun. We're like, oh, it turns out in my past life I was, you know, uh, Emperor, you know, Blistoch, and you know, I was a, I was a princess. But I don't know. I kind of like just, yeah, I was a guy named Ronnie from Scotland. Well, it's it's probably the most realistic if you were to take it as a, a realism thing. Not everyone can be Cleopatra. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know how the reincarnation works. Like, if it's kind of like like McDonald's hamburgers, where each hamburger has like like two thousand cow in it. <laughs> like, do I wonder if when you die, all the souls go into like a giant god blender, and you're distributed through the next iteration of souls. I I really like that as a uh, a mental image, though. Well, it's got to be something like that, though, right? Because I mean, when humans started, I mean, there there weren't seven billion of us, so unless there's like a new soul factory coming, you know, we got to start splitting the old ones in half. Will it blend soul edition? Yeah. And, and yeah, that at the end everybody can have all these past lives of the exact same person. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun because then 
theoretically, and it just, I know this doesn't really work because it's, you know, everything's more based on genetics, but you could kind of fuck yourself. How so? Well, because if you're both the past life reincarnated into new bodies, so if my soul got chopped up, my past soul, when I was, when I was Ronnie from Scotland, I get thrown into God Blender and put into various new bodies with other bits of other people. So if two bodies that have a little bit of my old soul in it end up hooking up, you're kind of committing incest on yourself. It's like a uh, spiritual incest. Yeah. Wow. I think I just invented my religion finally. <laughs> so how's Canada? How's Canada going? How was your, um, I heard you went to a, a comic book festival. Yeah, we did a uh, panel down at Comic-Con. How'd that go? Oh, it was pretty good. People laughed at the right places, so that's always good. <laughs> oh. So what did you, you talk about? Like, just podcasty stuff? Yeah, it was, uh, the panel was called Online Content Creation. Oh, that so makes sense. Yeah. basically just making a bunch of stuff. How to, how to make it. How to build up a community. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it builds up community because there's none here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know why I said yeah. I don't know anything about what part of Canada you're in, but... I'm in the capital of Canada. Oh, Saskatchewan. <laughs> exactly. We're in Saskatoon. <laughs> Actually, what the hell? It's Ottawa, right? Yeah. Okay. I really, I was joking at first, obviously, because I, I didn't think, mm. it, but then I had a moment of panic going, oh, fuck. I do actually know it for real, don't I? <laughs> oh, all right. We're up in Tuk Tuk Tuk. <laughs> Is that an actual real? thing? Yeah, it's a real place, by the way. <laughs> Tuk Tuk Tuk? Yeah. Wow. That's... It's in the north of Canada. Oh, like, yeah, where it just turns into, like, the serial killer Canada. <laughs> it's past the tree line. Ooh. That's, that's the nice way of putting it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it's way the fuck up. That part is Canada that scares me, and then all the way over where everybody starts sounding Scottish again, like like uh, New Finland or whatever. Yep. Creepy. <laughs> Creepy. That place is, they're the nicest people ever. Well, yeah, but, no, that's actually probably extra nice because you're a Canadian saying that. Like, okay, so I was in uh, Nova Scotia, which is around that area, and it's the only place I've ever been to where you look like you're about to cross the street, and cars will stop for you. Oh, yeah? <laughs> like, extremely nice. Uh, see, I gotta tell you the truth, that kind of annoys me a little bit, because, I f well, I mean, I guess there's probably not that many people, so it's not that big of a deal, but nothing annoys me more that when when you have those awkward moments where you're, you're like, you're on the sidewalk and you both dodge the same way, is is dodged to the right because we're in a country that drives on the right, and then that will just expedite everything. So if someone thinks you're gonna cross, don't no. Just if everybody obeys the rules, they'll they'll cross when they're proper to cross, and you just keep driving your car, and everything will be smooth. It's that indecision that cripples the world. Yeah, it's a, it's almost like a, a collective consciousness thing. You all go the same direction, then the other same direction. Yeah, I don't and like. And then it. you smile and apologize. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, obviously it's not the most annoying thing ever, because that'd be the dumbest thing I've ever said, but there is a certain amount of, if everybody just stopped predicting the other people and just behaved in a in an orderly fashion, you know, now, earlier when I was pretending to be Hitler, it's starting to make a little sense. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I don't know, I just started talking about Hitler, and the next thing I know, I was like, oh, wait, why am I referring to myself as, a, all right, fuck, I guess I'll go with it. You know, I used to work in restaurants for, like, a long time, so I naturally just go right. However, it did teach me that I can make it through a crowd very simply. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
people are like sheep, right? They always make little holes in in your path, and you yeah. can sort of zip through. Yeah, well, that's that's one thing to say as a svelte fellow like yourself. <laughs> that also very true. Yeah, I'm 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 six one, like two thirty. It's not you know, it's my my graceful easing through holes in the crowd are not exactly not exactly graceful. <laughs> I look like a heroin addict. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, you know, you're like of the acting sort, so you have to have like creepy weird thinness because if not it's just insta fat on film it's 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 creepy odd thinness and strange sexual desires that's what the acting sort are all about yeah i think so which is mm. i think it works though because you're stuck on set all day and what else are you gonna do you know <laughs> just be creepy and thin it, and fuck each other yeah. it, it's true i mean it, it's like the olympic village up in there yeah well the olympic village is a little bit better because they're in really good shape and athletic, so that's probably some, that's some probably, like, the top quality sex that's ever going to happen on the planet that's unfilmed is going to be the Olympic Village. But I would imagine that they're sort of, like, fighting immense amongst themselves to see who's better. Well, yeah, this is Darwinian, so survival of the best, and at the end they'll crown the champion of, you know, fucking. At yeah, least that's like my way. Sparta shit, right? Yeah, that's, that's the way I understand how the Olympics work. I'm, you know, obviously... <laughs> I'm not part of the uh, Olympic com uh, Committee anymore. It's like some Sparta fucking right there. Yeah. Oh, yes. Spartans probably fucking knew how to fucking roll. <laughs> and then they knew how to murder and their babies off a cliff. If Zack Snyder has anything to say about it. If they didn't, fucking dead. Yeah. I a saw. society. I saw that movie. Um, what's that called? 300? Mm-hmm. And one, I've never been so sexually confused in my life because that's a lot of man meat. And to historically, no, I'm not, obviously I'm not expecting that movie to be historically accurate, but why did they even bother to use the 300 as like a template? Cause it's so fucking far away from what actually happened in history. Like why, why even use that? To, it'd be like, oh, we're going to, we're going to write a movie about, you know, Pearl Harbor and then have it set in Minnesota, you know? Yeah, well, they have to make it. They're making a second one, right? And it's all about like sort of the boats and things like that because that's what actually happened. Yeah, that was like the like, main battle. Yeah, the majority of the battle was, um, hey, check it out. There's boats everywhere, and they're gonna throw arrows at everybody. <laughs> yeah, and then the whole like the pass they didn't like in the movie. It, I mean, maybe it's just my understanding of how physics work, but the way they have it in the movie is. Hey, look, there's this really great pass we have. Let's walk in front of it and fight the giant army. That's not how the whole thing, that's not why the pass is, is helpful. It's, they bottleneck, it, you know, that spot where you sleep in that one scene of the movie? Yeah, that's where you're supposed to be killing people from. And not only that, I mean, the, if you look at uh, the historical records and stuff, the Persians were actually pretty okay to be around. Oh, yeah, I remember read about this a while ago that like their tribute was literally like oh yeah no we just like you'll be a principality be really nice you'll be like middle management we're not going to kill or rape your women everything will be aces basically you're just give us some taxes and yeah, believe in what you want yeah everything's cool don't even worry about it. we're really laid back and you know <laughs> Sparta's like no we're gonna murder our children at you <laughs> we don't believe in your peace yeah what's funny about that too is that movie paints it as uh uh, Sparta's like, ah, those poets in Athens. Well, Ath Athenians were bloodthirsty assholes too that ended up winning against Sparta. 
that's 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 why when we think of greek civilization we think of poets and 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 philosophers because you lost <laughs> it's, it was i mean i know this is the dumbest thing to pick out historical inaccuracy in but it just wasn't even fucking close the warrior lifestyle doesn't work no it's it, I mean, it works if you want to have like a one tiny city state that doesn't get invaded. But yeah, beyond that, you're no, it's you're you need philosophy. You need because not everybody that gets born is going to be, you know, Absy McScottish accent. <laughs> I didn't know the character name or the guy that played it. Yeah, it's uh, I, I actually just did a, a quiz night over at the bar. So I know Leonidas. <laughs> Oh, yeah, King Leonidas, damn it, I did know that. And I know that um, Cersei Lannister is his wife. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not, that's not a real name, but... Not not as terrible, though. Uh, no, but it was fun, because I, I watched the movie since Game of Thrones came out, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's Cersei. That's weird. I didn't know she was... Yeah. You know, In my head, everybody, the first time I see them on, in a movie or TV, instantaneously, that's the first time they've ever existed. Yeah, man, um... And also, there's a bunch of, like, Cersei boob in that one, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was actually pretty pleasant to watch. Mm. And if it wasn't for, like, the creepy um, uh, sores falling off their noses and, like, those horrible um, prophet people uh, that live on the mountain, um, they had, like, a really hot chick writhing around in, like, this, like, see-through, like, diaphanous sheet, and she was just high on drugs. It's like, damn, that would be a much better movie than this one. Oh, yeah, man. What was it? The uh, the prophet or the oracle or something? Yeah, like that? yeah, it's the oracle. Well, they were supposed to, in the. I think in real real world, they went to the oracle of Delphi, which wasn't up a giant sheer cliff inexplicably. Which I don't understand where, how they got that girl up there or the monsters with boily faces. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of odd that all that shit would be allowed. <laughs> yeah. They were weird back then. That's actually the the one part. I guess it's sort of true. It's like Sparta couldn't fight in one of the wars because like they were like oddly religious, and there was one month that they weren't allowed to fight, so they couldn't fight the Persians that month, which is, seems weird for a bunch of warrior people. It seems like a bunch of uh, like jocks at school who pull out their uh, their planners and decide that oh, no, yeah. no, right after school is not acceptable. Yeah. Or they, yeah, they've got their, their one crucifix on. Yeah, I'm really religious. They can't can't hang out on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Sunday's no good. Wait, wait, he's Jewish, so he can't hang out on Saturday. Uh, I think Shit. I'm reasonably sure they threw shoes off the cliff. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if we're gonna throw, if we're gonna throw like tiny deformed people, like if if history has taught us anything, is that anytime someone's in charge that's strong, is they start killing Jewish people. <laughs> that's true. I mean, it's really, what an unlucky fucking group of people. Like, they have just, just since Jump Street, it's, their god kills the whole planet, repopulates it, and then, oh yeah, that promised land, um, yeah, walk around for a bit. No, it turns out we're gonna enslave you for a while. No, no, 40 years in a desert. No, you still don't get the country we promised you. Like, fuck! And then, then the, then the massacres start. You know, eh, Greek, kill them all, Roman. Massacre of and the then, Jews. Even with the new Ukraine shit, it happened. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, <laughs> like just consistently over and over. I really think at some point you have to realize you backed the wrong god. <laughs> like I don't know if there was an early mistranslation where their real god had like a really similar name. Like there was like, you know, Yahweh uh, and Yahweh, and like they just fucked up, and they were actually worshiping like the jerk that lived next door to God that played all of his records too loud. 
<laughs> he was the shitty neighbor of the uh, celestial plane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's this one like really cool, just laid back guy that like everything's awesome. He's the one that created everything. And then the next door shitty neighbor, he's the one that left his like he left his his sink running when he went on vacation, and that was that was the deluge that you know destroyed the planet. Light smokes and just leaves them on counters. Yeah, exactly. He keeps dropping his his uh, his bags of plagues, <laughs> which inexplicably <laughs> that person has. He just lets his cat shit everywhere. Yeah, my cosmology is odd. So, uh, you, you're a great person to have called in for this, because I actually have on my list of shit I'm supposed to talk about, not supposed to talk about, but I actually show prepped a bit. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you saw the first image of Ben Affleck as Batman. Sure did. What do you think? Um, I think it looks a lot like the, uh, the Arkham Asylum and, uh, the Arkham City style. Yeah. It's sort of got that Frank Miller thing to it, too. Yeah, I think that's what they're going for, isn't it? Like the, um, that, uh, Superman versus, uh, batman run that was frank miller wasn't it it was yeah um i do think that if they were going to do that run though they probably should have gotten michael keaton to do it yeah that would have been cool they would have gotten a lot less heat um yeah it would get a lot less heat i think it would i think he probably would i would like it because i actually like heat in that role but i think i think he'd probably get shit on again for being Eh, fuck, it wouldn't matter. I'm kind of vacillating. You know, I remember he got a lot of shit when he was chosen for the role, but I think everybody pretty much universally liked him when he came out. Well, he's the only one that I can think of, from the movies at least, who was able to play both Bruce Wayne and Batman effectively. Yeah. Because that seems to be the big problem, is that they can either play Bruce Wayne really well or Batman really well. Christian Bale got close, except for the choice in the voice, obviously, which... Oh. Oh, man, that was awful. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, but it, his Bruce Wayne was was pretty okay. Like his Bruce Wayne, I thought was pretty good. Like that part where he was sleeping in the board meeting, I thought was really very much like kind of the the a, a good quick way to show the character on film without having to you know labor over how he's hiding behind things. I will agree. I just I felt that there was one scene in the first one in Batman Begins where. Um, He's sitting outside of Gordon's house, standing on the rail, and just sort of leaning over. And I went, if I saw someone doing that outside of my house, I wouldn't be scared. I would laugh at them. Yeah, okay, that's true. But I think there's a lot of that where I think really anything in a cape in real life, it would be difficult to... I don't think you're going to evoke the night justice. You're going to evoke, oh, God, look at that guy. He's going to some play. You walk outside, you look at that, you stop, you look again, you look back into your house, you go, there's some goth out here hanging out on our railing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think of uh, uh, Uncle Leo from Seinfeld. I think it was Uncle Leo that wore a cape for no good reason. <laughs> it's yeah. just, yeah. But I mean, it looks badass in the movies and on, you know, comic books, but there's a certain kind of translation issue. Like, there was no way to get uh, uh, Bane, which, I mean, I guess some people didn't think he looked that bad, but. I I just I thought he was kind of laughable. He, just, he really was. I mean, you couldn't understand him for half the time. Yeah, and it's it's just that stupid thing on his face, which just really annoyed. It just made me keep thinking about stuff instead of paying attention to the character, like how does he eat and whatever. And you know, it's just yeah. I didn't. He kind of looked like a face hugger from Aliens, right? Yeah. To be fair, I never I liked the second movie and. I, I think I had my show for most of these coming out, at least maybe the second one when I watched it, but uh, 
I thought the first movie was like, yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was as good as, you know, it was, it was better than all the other ones except for the first Batman, which doesn't really say much because the second one was okay and then all those middle ones sucked. But the uh, the first one with Christian Bale, I was like, yeah, it was all right. Like, it really kind of lacked the villain. It wasn't that great of an origin story. And I really only liked the parts that Heath Ledger was in the second one. See, and I'm anti-Heath Ledger for Joker. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm like huh. the only person, apparently, who is anti-Heath Ledger for the Joker. Yeah, I, I quite liked him. Well, I, you know, what's odd is I really liked him in the film and the performance he put in. But I suppose if I really had to sit down and go, was that the Joker? Like, did he get it? Yeah, I don't think he did. Yeah, and that's that's sort of where I come from. I mean, my favorite Joker is Mark Hamill from the animated series. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, that's just because you have ears. Like, no, there's, no one can disagree with that statement. That is the Joker. Yeah, and even I, I felt that even Jack Nicholson did a better job of portraying what was the Joker. I felt that uh, the second Christian Bale Batman was more guy dressed in a bat suit versus a clown. Yeah, see, I really, I really liked Ledger as a crazy guy that wore weird clothes. But yeah, mm -hmm. you're right. It wasn't, it wasn't very. I mean, it, I, it was Jokery in a way, but those weird Joker runs where it's like it's really dark. Like the, the, the uh, they didn't even, uh, I, I think he raped Barbara Gordon, right? Wasn't that it? Oh yeah, he sure did. Yeah, like that kind of where it gets like really dark. Yeah, okay, you could sort of see that overlap, but for the most part, it was just, I just like uh, Heath Ledger's like, wow, you play like a really good creepy guy. Like, I like yeah, what you're doing. A, he played a psychopath really well. Yeah, which I'm fine with because, well, the rest of the movie was kind of stupid, so I was like really happy when he showed up because that Two-Faced shit was fucking terrible. Well, it just, they sort of hammered in so many little stories all together, and they didn't have time to explain any of them, right? Yeah, and just the, the, the visual effect of it was really dumb. Like, it just didn't, I don't know, it just looked so incredibly fake, it was annoying. And, and Jake Gyllenhaal's sister being, like, the one that everybody's fighting over was really, really not convincing at all. Well, especially after you watch the first one, and it's Tom Cruise's ex-wife. Yeah, and I don't know why she left, or did she, was that the actress's choice, or did everybody hate I her in that movie? I have no idea. Because she was alright, it was fine, it was passable, you know? It was well, it face. wasn't really about her, right? Yeah. She was sort of the one that goes, don't cross that line, don't become evil, but really it wasn't about her. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much I don't like those, I mean, they're fine, They're. I just, I don't think they've really made a good Batman movie yet, other than... Some of the animated ones are pretty all right. Yeah, the animated ones are sort of the way to go. Um, the first one was okay until about halfway through when the writer's strike of that age started. And the whole tone changed for some reason. Oh, the the, the Michael Keaton one? Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched that recently. And yeah, it doesn't hold up that well. There's parts that are still pretty cool, but I think yeah, it might I be right. Maybe, yeah. we were, I was talking about it earlier today, actually, and... Uh, the part where he sort of walks through the room of armor and he's looking through the mirrors, that's really good. The one where he has, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, that pulls really well. But it's about halfway through when the Joker pulls out the giant gun and shoots down the plane. That's just dumb. Yeah. And the uh, the part that made me cringe was the where uh, the Joker's dancing through the art museum to Prince. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah was that was pretty tough to sit through. So we, we were doing a back-to-back -back at, the, at the local bar I hang out at. And they um they played that and part two came on and 
the first one I was like, yeah, it doesn't hold up, but it's fine. I'd probably watch it again. But part two comes on. I'm like, oh, I remember this being like really dark. Like this, this was the dark one. Ooh, that movie's a fucking stinker. Oh yeah, it's really bad. I, I mean, I haven't watched it since I was pretty young. So I, I guess, I don't know if I was just an idiot back then or I, I, I colored in scenes that weren't there, but oh, it's fucking like any time Catwoman's on screen is just a, it's, it's one of the more embarrassing things you're ever going to see. Well, Michelle Pfeiffer is not a very good actress. Let's just put that straight out there. Like, can you think of a movie where Michelle Pfeiffer has done a good job? Um, no, I I like, I like the song from the one where she was a teacher that I never saw. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. That one with uh, Coolio. Yeah. Yeah. Gangster's Paradise or whatever. I have no idea what the movie was, so. I only really know that because of Weird Al. Uh, yeah, I, this was the song that, as I said, the song I liked, Weird Al got in my head, as does often happen with most songs that he's done covers of or play off of. And also, let's be fair, unless it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Danny DeVito in things just doesn't work. Oh, no, I'm a big Danny DeVito fan. I, I, I can't think of anything where it wasn't just sort of a joke that he was in. Um... Well, he was great in Taxi. I know that's going back a really long ways, but he was fucking amazing that's, in that. that. That's comedic, right? Like, I'll give him the comedic role. Oh, yeah. Okay. Serious? Um, yeah, something serious. That's a good point. I think, I'm pretty sure I have seen him in something serious that he was good in, but you're, yeah, I'm hard pressed to do it. Most of the roles I like him in are pretty, like, War of the Roses he was great in, but. Oh, War of the Roses. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you that one. But that's even then he was still kind of a lighter character. It's not like it was like a he's carrying serious serious work. I mean, I liked. Uh, I may be one of the few who liked it, but uh, Death to Smoochie. Oh, I like that movie too, actually. Yeah, it was a neat movie, but again, it was sort of this dark comedy, and that that's what he directs, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually... Mama off the train. Well, yeah, that that one. That's uh, mostly that's fucking Billy Crystal, who I hate with a passion. Hmm. It's, yeah, I, I don't, it's one of those things where, because, you know, it's, I was around for Billy Crystal's popularity, but I certainly wasn't old enough to like, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, that was a guy that was popular when I was very young, but he's, I've never seen him do or say anything that I actually even recognize as comedic, let alone that I've found funny. Yeah, and, he's sort of just outrageous comedy. It's weird. And then he does that fucking jazz thing, which I think if anybody else did, they'd be screaming racism. But for some reason, he's allowed to do it, where he does like the Scatman Carruthers fucking like, mm-hmm. I remember that voice. Like, you're you're doing a racist jazz band voice, but for some reason, he gets away with it. I don't fucking understand. Yeah, it's acceptable for him because he's Billy Crystal. And he hosted the Oscars. I guess, but I don't, how long can you have your cash for? Like, I don't, I don't understand how you keep getting, when, what are you banking in from? Like, what, what was the thing that keeps you going? Like, I understand, you know, Michael Keaton. Oh, he was Batman. So he can still pop back in and go, hey, shit, the guy from Batman. Billy Crystal is, oh, look, it's Billy Crystal. He was that guy who was looking for Curly's gold. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I Honestly, to tell you the truth, I didn't bring it up. I did kind of like that movie. The first City I, Slickers, I, I... I think the standing rule is, because you brought up like the racist thing, and that makes me think of your wacky country and your Donald Sterlings and such. Oh, yeah. Um, I think really the rule is with Hollywood and stuff like that is you've got about two years after you do something important 
and everyone just forgets about. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a pretty good rule. That's what it was. Like Chuck Chuck Berry, two years after he peed on people, and I think he kidnapped some people. Yeah. <laughs> that was like back in the day, though. You know, you can kind of get you got away with shit like that. Um, what's his name? Uh, the other guy uh, peed on a uh, a young girl. A lot of them did that. Wore wore a mask. Um, did stuck in the closet. Oh yeah, I, you know I I it's it's I one of those guys. Like, is it R. Kelly? Is that him? Yeah, that's exactly. Okay, it. I get him and that other guy. Conf- I get him and Kanye confused. Two years after he did that, no problem. Everyone's okay with listening to his music again. Chris Brown, same thing. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, yeah, that that is odd. It's one of those things where I always say like, no one should apologize. You know, in America right now, the big I don't know if this is if this is a Canadian variant as well, but. Everybody apologizes for absolutely everything ever now. Like every day there's a new apology by a somewhat famous person for saying something slightly outrageous. People Mm -hmm. at some point soon should realize, hey, this is happening every day. If I just don't say anything, like I'll say something outrageous that, you know, whatever, if I want to apologize or not, doesn't matter. If I just wait a day, somebody else is going to be in the spotlight and then give me a few months and I will be forgotten about. And then you never have to bring it up again. Well, the thing is, too, is, I mean, a lot of that comes from the Internet, right? The yeah. Internet who takes offense at fucking everything. It's it, it's super awkward the way that they just sort of grab on the most random thing that slightly offends them and then sends the mob after them. Yeah, and it means, I mean, it means nothing. Like, it, it there's certain things you can look at that just goes, it's proof the Internet carries actually no weight. Is uh, Coney... Remember that? That was like the biggest story ever. And that just like, literally, I literally don't even remember what that was about. I just remember it was everywhere. Like, I don't know. He was some like child soldier type person or yeah, I, something. It was something bad. I don't know. And then any show that the internet has ever liked ever. Because, yeah, I get it that there's a there's like, I don't know, 50,000 really loud geeky people that's screaming that that show was great and bring it back. None of them have ever, like, other than Family Guy that, stu- that stuck around, pretty much every show that comes back has mediocre ratings and then gets canceled in a season or two. It's Well, that's because none of the people who cry for it actually watch the show on television. They exactly. just stream it online. It's, but it's, there's no power to the internet. Like, the power is behind the immediate movement, but then any kind of proof afterwards is, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, that was like two weeks ago. Why would we fucking care about that anymore? Do you realize we now have a different picture that we're putting memes in front of? Catch up, people. Listen, I've got the alien guy, the ancient alien guy to put a, a, a like, bold impact text in front of. So, yeah. give me a break. Okay? No, see, now the ancient alien guy, his hands are holding a sign, and it's making fun of Michelle Obama holding a sign. And then inside that sign is Ann Coulter holding a sign of Macaulay Culkin wearing a shirt. Get it? <laughs> and on the shirt is Bill Gates. Yes. Uh, the internet. <laughs> Do you, uh, you're, you're a little, you might be a little young for this, but do you have a favorite alien movie in honor of H.R. Geiger uh, going toes up? Oh, man, you know, it's a toss-up between one and two. I really like the tone of number one, where it was like the actual horror movie. Yeah. But the speed and action movie-ness of number two was fantastic as well. Yeah, that's, I mean, those are, I think, the, the kind of straightforward choices, and I tend to lean towards, it's kind of odd, like in my head I lean towards one, but I think when actually watching it, it's probably two. It, it's some yeah. weird. 
just because it's so yeah, I mean, it's so like powerful and like it's new and it's just so you know the tone is great but it's kind of like that 2001 thing where it's like yeah this is a great movie man i want to watch something else right now <laughs> i find a lot with like a lot of i know alien isn't a kubrick flick but uh, you brought up 2001 and i find that with a lot of kubrick movies you watch them once and you're like oh this is really awesome and then you should never ever watch them again except for the shining yeah, The Shining, I've seen, actually, I've seen most of them a bunch of times, but I tend to agree with you. There's, I have to be in such a specific mood to watch Kubrick stuff. Like, 2001, I've probably seen a dozen times, but I've probably turned it off two dozen. Like, it's, it's, it's probably, it's one of my more favorite films. I just, but it's, it's so, just the tone, it's, it's that remnant 70s filmmaking where everything was just laboriously paced. So if you're in the yeah. mood for it, it's great. It's like the original Solaris, the original Russian one. I oh, love, that's a great movie. I love it. But there's literally a fucking 15 minute scene of a dude driving up a driveway. So unless you're in the mood to really have the movie pace itself for you and you've got all the time in the world. Oh, that's a tough sit. Uh, Solaris was a Tartofsky, right? I think so. Because he made another one called Stalker. Yeah, yeah. That's if Tartofsky did Stalker, then it's the same guy that did Solaris did Stalker. So Stalker starts off with like a 15-minute scene of a guy sitting in a room. Yeah. Just, that's that's what he does. He likes the really long shots that have no draw to anyone but him or yeah. our critics. It's it's weird. And some, you know, somehow it works too. Like, in well, okay, it's not the sitting in a chair. But, the, you know, some of those kind of longer, like, tracking shots, like, those, those can be pretty fun. To be fair, Stalker wasn't just him sitting in a chair. He sort of moved around and talked to some people and stuff. But it was just... The very long shot. Yeah. It sort of reminded me of silent films back in the day. Yeah, and you don't get those cool card sequences between it either. Yeah, I mean, now they teach people who edit to uh, to only leave eight seconds between each uh, each cut, right? And we've gotten used to it. Oh, is it really that short? Yep. Oh, fuck. I've... Next time you watch a movie, unless they're doing a uh, an artistic long shot, count how long it is between each uh, each cut. And you'll see it's really not that long at all. Yeah. That kind of makes me sad. I'm going to have to look at that. I actually like the um, the alien thing. The I don't even know which one it is, but the three or four? The one where it's like kind of convicts on the on the ship and there's the guy with dreadlocks that's like really good with with knives. Oh, that was Resurrection. See, I, I everybody hates that movie, but it's the one that's it's the one that the uh, the French guy directed that did City Lost Children. Yes, it is. Yeah. I kind of like that one, and no one else did. So it's the weird. Only, the only problem I have with that one specifically is um, the alien falling through the hole at the end, and basically going "mama" and being sucked out the uh, the yeah. side of the ship. Okay, that yeah, okay, I'll give you that part was a little weird, but like most of the rest of it, I like quite a bit, and I like the characters quite a lot. And um, at some point, I read like I think Whedon did that script, didn't he? Or if he did, like, uh, I the think first so, yeah. Draft. I think yeah. he had a part to do with it. Because it just, it feels very, like, now that I've watched it, it feels very Firefly, Firefly Serenity-y. Like, if somehow there was no aliens there, just, hey, look at that ragtag group of people that got together on this ship. So, I just looked it up. Jean-Pierre Jeannot. Yeah, yeah, that's Jeannot. He's the director. And, um, Joss Whedon is the writer. Oh, he's still credited as a writer. I wasn't sure if he was just one of those, he did the first draft and then somebody else ruined it. All right. Because, to be fair, like, I do like it, but it's not, you know, it's not a strong film. There's just... Oh, it's not yeah. his finest piece of work. Yeah, there's just certain performances I like and just the, the, character, the characters I'm fond of. And 
just very, I don't know, I like Whedon. I like the way he writes. He's got a, a weird wittiness he, to him that I'm a fan of. I I like some of what Whedon does. I'm not a fan of this whole new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. I don't feel that it's really all that great. Yeah. Um, it started kind of, have you, are you like, have you stuck through the whole thing? No, I, got, I, I watched the first couple episodes. Then I stopped, and then I popped back in after Captain America. Oh, okay, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can see where you're kind of going with it, but it just seems so... I don't know if procedural is the right word for it. Yeah, I know... It's just predictable and ridiculous. Yeah, I'm digging it, but I can can totally see where you're coming from. Like, I've liked it since the start because I... It's just because it's, like, it's the Whedon brothers, like, it's... I know where it's like, oh, I can see where these characters are going to go to, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, if I if you watch a lot of Whedon stuff, it's like, oh, look at that nerdy girl that's like been traumatized by being on Transalore or whatever the fuck that planet is, you know, being Fred. <laughs> and then like a season later, she's literally like an Assyrian goddess with blue hair. Like it's I like the way that they turn characters into other things. And with the group that was presented to me in the early shield, I was like, oh, this could be cool. Like I like where any of these could go to. So, but the problem is that that sort of it, tra- it tends to be his tropes, right? Yeah. So we all know that uh, what's her face, um, Asian nerdy girl. Uh, Asian nerdy girl, the one that's good with computers, or the, the part of Fitzsimmons, or the one that was a rebel in the beginning. Yeah, the the rebel who wouldn't take shit from no one, but essentially turned her ways around to yeah, become yeah. part of the team. Yeah, uh, Sky is her name. Yeah. So Sky is going to turn into, like, some badass monster bitch, right? Yeah, that's the uh, the expectation. Uh. Especially after the, the episode that I saw where it was like, her parents are monsters. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, guys, if you're not, you know, you know, you haven't figured that out yet. Well, they didn't actually yeah, say yeah. monster. Oh, no, they did, actually. Oops. Yeah, they yeah. literally said yeah, yeah, her forgot. parents are monsters. <laughs> yeah, that's, but the thing is, I kind of like, I guess I just like that kind of, I think it's why I like Sherlock and, and like, I liked House. Like, I think I just like, I'm going to be really witty and, and well-written in just this exact same frame. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's cookie cutter, but I really like the kind of cookies you're making, so I'm kind of okay with it. See, I really like Sherlock. Sherlock is a great show, except for the last episode of the last season. Yeah, that was really awkward. I was wondering what the fuck happened there. It was just, it was kind of like, we didn't know how to end what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It just sunk of like, they needed more episodes or just that's, it was because I guess what's it with three episodes that season or four? They're just, there it's was, always three. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't enough to really, really get to a, a build up to, you know, some kind of cliffhanger to lead to the next season. But yet they had the exact same cliffhanger that they would have had if that was a, you know, a three episode long arc. It was very, yeah, it was really weird. It just, it seemed like a cop-out, right? It's the same thing they say with, um, with things like, um, improv. Never bring a gun out. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just, it, it kills anything that you could possibly do, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I, I... I don't know if that's that's the thing that bothers me about it. It just it more strikes me because that show really is just or even just that character is really let's see the weirdest like let's just take odd situation put 
interesting character in have him react. So it's what you mean is it's the um, the Stephen Moffat form of writing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's a monster made out of perception. Exactly. Yeah. Look, and now they're reacting to. They're doing things. Oh, look! Look how fun that is. He's doing a fun thing now. Oh, but he's serious. You know, but it's. I I enjoy it. I, you know, like with I think that last episode one I was already bothered by the. Uh, if anybody hasn't watched a recent series of uh, Sherlock, oops, the whole him thinking about how to land so he doesn't die, uh, after getting shot yeah. thing. That just one. It doesn't make sense that this crack shot was supposed to not kill him. Like that was the the reveal later, I believe. So, uh, they didn't actually reveal the the real reason, right? They oh. were smart that way to not give you the the actual answer. Oh, was there more to it? Oh, okay, I I I'm blanking on it then. I I I thought it was that she she had you know missed quote unquote purposefully. Yeah, it was it was one of those things where it's like, oh, how did it happen? And then you always had someone giving their own theory to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, because there's the uh, point of view thing. Yeah, it's also kind of a cop out. Yeah. Oh, that was kind of a fun cop out though. Like that was kind of annoying, so I liked it. It, mm-hmm. it's well, like... it, it built the it built your own ability to build what happened, right? Yeah, that's why. I, I like the ending of uh, of the Sopranos for the same reason. Of I just like when people get really annoyed by stuff. So it's. <laughs> I was gonna say I think you might be the only one. No, yeah, I didn't like it artistically. I guess I I just liked it because like everybody got pissed. Like. I really like because that show was never what everybody liked it for. It wasn't like this. Look at these badass gangsters being badass. Like it's a show about a like this broken, vulnerable man that's fucking everything up in his life and having panic attacks. So well, what? you must have loved the ending of Lost then, because everyone lost it. And now, oh. see, that, the problem is, I, I Lost was one of the shows that I actually really liked a lot, so I did fall into the oh, what the uh. fuck. <laughs> I, though I wasn't one of those. I was confused by it. Like I thought that. I thought the ending was actually pretty clear and it was strange when everybody started freaking out saying they didn't answer anything. Like they did. It just, it was shitty answers. And those answers had a lot to do with the last two seasons, which had nothing to do with the first two, you know, the good ones. It's exactly (laughs) what people expected to have happen, right? Like everyone expected the the purgatory ending. Yeah. Or some, yeah, some variant thereof. Yeah. And then once it paid off, everyone's like, Oh, come on. Yeah. It just, it just wasn't my, the first like two two and a half seasons I really liked. It was it was a good build, but then they, as they revealed, I guess I mean I, you know that they wrote it, so I guess we have to accept that that's the actual story that happened. Unfortunately, the story changed and it changed and it changed, and by the time we got to that last episode, yeah, they explained all the questions that led from those original episodes. Except I just, for what was it? The numbers? They never explained the numbers because they never had a real answer for it. Well, I think they, well, they kind of, they sort of did. They, they went like, oh, it's one of, well, when you put the things in the machine, it resets the, uh, MacGuffin device. And then the MacGuffin turns, it was one of those things where it keeps the evil, um, cork in the wine bottle island. Yeah. The, the one that turns left, right? Yeah. So uh, obviously not that there's an answer, but there's an answer in that, well, well, my sonic screwdriver did that. And then it redid the tiny whininess and the, and I sealed the hole. We're okay, well, the, you know. <laughs> the only thing that really aggravated me about Lost is that he kind of lied throughout it. Where he started off and he was like, we've, we've pre-written three seasons. It's just three, three, three seasons, we've pre-written them. Well, maybe we pre-wrote four seasons. <laughs> okay, 
here's the here's the thing and i caught that motherfucker what he was doing and annoyed the shit out of me because he goes oh no we, we knew the ending of that show since the first episode yeah you did you know what you knew because i know because i'm a writer and i know what you fucking do you tricky little wordsmith you knew that the ending of the show was going to be a close-up on a fucking dude's eyes closing lying on the sand so yeah. you weren't lying when you said you knew how the show was closing, you little tricky bitch. I knew exactly when I heard that the first thing, I went, "Oh yeah, I get it. I got it." Wipe my hands. Well he done. Knows the yeah. last scene. Yeah, because when it ended, I was like, "You knew how the show was gonna end." Oh, we literally meant how the show was gonna end. Oh, you. And you know, I'm the, I'm the rube. I believed him. I really, you know, well, by the last, the start of the last season, I had pretty much given up any hope that this was. It was going to end in any way satisfactorily. You know, it just, it, it, it wasn't going to go well for that show I used to like. <laughs> it was like that when, it, I don't know if you watched Heroes when it had its run where. Sure like, did. As, as every episode passed and you're just, you're like, oh, this is, this is just, oh, seriously, they're in the future and everyone's up. Fuck this. I'm just, but it, it, Lost never got so bad they, that I stopped. It was when they shifted powers. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That I was like, no, we're done. Yeah, that was that was oh that show was so frustrating because it was just every episode was worse than the one before. You're like, but this is so good. This every oh what the fuck? Yeah. Well, I mean, they were all Marvel stories to begin with, right? Um, are they? Yeah, they were all based on like Marvel comic book stories. Oh, I, I mean, think... one of the writers on it was a Marvel writer. Oh, I don't think I put that together. Oh, and, so they... um, but the thing is though is like, once the writer strike happened, it just killed them. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, they're doing that. Um, they're doing a reboot of that. I've I've read a six episode, yeah. uh, six uh, mini series for heroes. See, I question that because uh, twenty four just started up again, right? Really? Wait, the Keeper Sutherland one? Yeah. Wow. So they said that it's it's a twelve episode event, and all I can think is, isn't that a season? Oh yeah, that's true. That's a little cheating. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just writing another season. Oh wait, no, it's twelve hours. So it can't be a season. Yeah. Oh, did that? Did that? How that show worked? It was twenty-four episodes of an hour piece. Yep. Oh, that's cool. I mean, I knew that was the the gimmick of the the way time went by on the show. I just wasn't sure if they fast-forwarded in show to have it less than twenty-four episodes. Somehow they cut out all the parts where he went to go take a leak. And, yeah. You know, ate some food. Yeah. Wow. That's. I don't want to start watching because I might like it, and then I'll just the next thing I know, I just wasted hours upon hours of my life, but. That's pretty impressive fucking editing to get a compelling story. 24 episodes of a story that tape. That's pretty good. Yeah, man. It was all right. Uh, I will give it that. It won't spike me to uh, to talk shit about it. Yeah. The best I can give. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for someone that hangs out on the internet and reads comic books, I mean, that's high praise. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and being, as we talked about on the panel, I got told that uh, I'm the guy who hates everything. So, I mean... Oh, oh that's you. <laughs> yeah, shocking, right? So, uh, my my other thing, if you seem to be the type... You uh, you, you were uh, of the atheist variety, correct? Uh, somewhat. The um, This isn't directly a God question, because that'd be weird to ask you anywhere. But did you see that Neil deGrasse Tyson thing where he was shitting on philosophy? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, essentially... So, Neil deGrasse Tyson comes out and says... Um, um, let me see if I can find, like, a good quote here. Well, yeah, anyway, apparently it's too long. I have the article in front of me. But uh, he refers to, Neil deGrasse Tyson essentially says it's completely useless 
and he warns and he uh, advised bright students to stay away from it, uh, to, to stay away from philosophy, and that you know essentially it has no value in the modern world, and you know it should I guess assuming it shouldn't be called a science. That, well, I wouldn't call it a science. I, I will say that it's calling it a science is. Yeah, I think. Not... Yeah, let's not focus on that science thing though, because I think I might have just paraphrased that horribly. So forget that yeah, first part. Let's just go with uh, I... let's just go with calling it useless because I'm sure about that one. <laughs> yeah, it's just philosophy is super important, right? Like viewing, seeing how other people view the world is a really important thing to do, and it helps build questions in yourself. Yeah. And you'd think that as a scientist, he'd want people to start questioning everything. Yeah, that would be the idea. Like, oh, here's a good quote from him. So, uh, my concern here is the philosophers believe they are actually asking deep questions about nature, and to the scientists, it's, what are you doing? Why are you concerning yourself with the meaning of meaning? Which, to me, as a... I mean, I, I like me some science. I mean... Don't let my weirdo fucking occult nonsense fool you. I like science, but yeah, you probably should concern yourself with the meaning of meeting. That sounds really fucking important to me, Neil. Yeah, it, it, it kind of does. Yeah. I don't... Is he not a... Re I, I believe he is a religious man. Uh, no, no, he's not. He is a... Um, he is uh, an agnostic-y... He's, he's kind of like my... He's a little bit like me where it's kind of... Uh, atheisty, sorta, of, but not really finds atheism irritating. Um, uh, at least that's from the quotes I've seen of him, because I've seen him uh, often reference how, um, essentially, you know, would agree with atheists, but they're kind of mean people that demean everybody when they talk, so he doesn't know why he needs to be on their team. He's kind of one and of those, like. That's sort of why when you ask me if I was on the atheisty side, I'm like, eh, because I find that they're just as fundamental as a lot of the other fundamental religions. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, it's... I don't want to be a part of a group that takes the piss out of other people. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I'm actually fine with that. I just don't like it when it's trying to say... My, my big thing is, like, I don't think they're being very scientist about it. Like, I don't... When they do that whole, like, I don't know... I shouldn't, it's, too, it's so hard to talk about, like, atheists as a group because there's actually, like, really well-reasoned atheists that I have no problem with. And some of them are even, like, jerk-offs that argue their point fervently and well. Because, really, if we want to just turn our hearts off, their point is probably right. But Oh, absolutely. My, my problem is when people try to convert other people to their way yeah. of thinking. And I, the, 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 the thrust that annoys me now is the science equals atheism thing. No, it doesn't. The no, science, it doesn't. Yeah, it, it literally can't ask that question. It can't go, does God exist? Hey, science, sorry, because can't prove a universal negative. It's one of the fundamental precepts of science. Science will never answer you. You can't. You can't prove a universal negative. It's just, it no. literally can't happen. So I'm, I'm stop asking. I'm a big asking. fan of believe what you want. I'll believe what I want. Let's just try to coexist. No, I mean, I like everybody blowing each other up. That's I'm cool with that. I just don't like people being mean on internet and message boards. That's what my... <laughs> I mean, I like jihad, religious warfare. Uh, I'm a I'm a huge advocate of clitoral circumcision. I'm I mean, mm. all day long I'll I will I will talk about enslaving women. But um, well, in the genocide, 
and the genocide. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's, I just thought that was tacitly, you know, thrown in there. You know, genocide is all day, every day. But I just, I don't want anybody's feelings hurt is really what I'm concerned about. Yeah. And the feelings are the most yeah. important thing. I want, I want, I want all these people to go on the internet and start apologizing because, because as an American, <laughs> that's apparently what we're supposed to do now. <laughs> just kidnap all of the girls. Yeah. So, uh, okay, apology was, uh, well, I mean, whatever. We're so we agree. Fuck Neil deGrasse Tyson. I, you didn't say that part, but I'm saying it because I'm annoyed. Well, uh, yeah. It's also <laughs> look. I, I, he's, he's a charismatic man. I like listening to talk. But the fact is, you work at a fucking planetarium and you give tours. You're not really breaking. You know, you're not doing science. You're. I mean, I've yeah, also seen him talk down to a lot of people, and that kind of bothers me. If yeah, you're trying to be informative. Yeah, that's why I don't like Dawkins. And and uh, well, he's dead now, but Hitchens is the same way. It's like. Like, you guys are really smart, and you're both not all that bad-looking. Can can you not be shitheads every fucking oh, second I ever see you? Did you see it on Twitter when I got into it with Hitchens' brother? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh, man, it was awesome. I gave some, uh, he was arguing with some celebrity about uh, drugs and uh, addiction, right? And Hitchens' brother is this crazy religious nutbag. So I wrote to, I think it was probably like Chandler from Friends. Because I agreed with some of the points that he had to say about yeah. addiction being an addict. So I wrote to him, and then fucking Hitchens' brother gets into it with me out of nowhere. Didn't even mention him. Oh, that's weird. That is this is one of the weirder things. That, wait, so Hitchens, Christopher Hitchens' brother, who somehow is religious, oh very religious, is mad at falling out a long time ago. It's mad at Chris Reddy for, for agreeing with Chandler from Friends. It's just, I take it back. The internet is probably the greatest thing that's ever happened because that's fucking weird. It made me so happy. That makes me really happy, dude. Yeah. Um, that's odd. It just, all I can picture in my head is him sitting at his computer, trolling around for the word, for like the name of someone that he argued with recently. Yeah. That's. Oh, that, that fucker just said something about him. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, get him. Yeah. Well, I mean, the problem is, you know, it's your brother was a jerk. Sorry. Like, every... Like, yeah, the thing with Hitchens, it would really... What kills me is that him and uh, Stephen Fry were really close. And I I don't know that I love a man more in this world than Stephen Fry. I I want to have his gay babies. Like, I love that man. And him and Hitchens were really close. So it made me, like, re-examine my hatred of Hitchens, which is not something I was really ready to do because every bit of evidence he's ever provided me uh, made me think... I hate him. And I couldn't find any redeeming value. Like, yeah, really smart. Uh, says some funny things, but he's just dripping with condescension. It, it, he's a confusing character. Well, he's dead, so it doesn't matter, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry to be so um, uh, flippant about calling him dead, but fuck it. He, he don't care. <laughs> I, I, see, I, I wonder about Stephen Fry. Because I really like the stuff he has to say a lot of the time. But I wonder if he's just a pompous dick off off screen, right? I saw him do a, a documentary about AIDS, and he seemed like he was just placating everyone that he was talking to. Hmm. And it makes me sort of wonder and worried. Well, I didn't see that one, but I have, I've, I've watched uh, quite a few documentaries. Uh, well, I've watched a lot of his stuff, and... I've heard other people talk about him, and it seems to be like he's universally loved by anybody that's ever spoken to him. Like, Yeah, like he strikes me as someone that I would absolutely love talking to over a beer somewhere, right? Yeah. 
as long as he wasn't going through uh, an episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, there's also, I mean, also he and I share a certain, uh, well, audience at home, if you have no idea what we're talking about. So Stephen Fry, a uh, British uh, comedian uh, made famous from uh, a little bit of Hugh and Fry. Is that the title of it? Uh, Fry and Laurie. Fry and Laurie. Thank you. Um, with, uh, and then guy... Jeeves and Worcester, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. I never actually saw that one. but It yeah. was actually fairly decent. Good writer. He's uh, the host of QI, which is one of my favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. You know, host ton of uh, documentaries. But he's a uh, came out. Uh, well, one came out as a gay dude, but also uh, more importantly for me, came out as manic depressive or bipolar, whichever you want to turn, which happens to be something I I like to run with. I don't like to run with. It's just my brain decided to. And uh, his some of the like the stuff he's talked about. I was like, oh, thank God, there's another one of me out there. And I was like, oh, I love this man. So. I might have blinders on to him being a dick, um, but I've I've never seen any evidence for it, and it seems like everybody seems to love him. But I, yeah, I mean, I honestly, he's I one of those. Do you know he's a dick? I just think that he's sort of. I don't know if placate is the right word, but he panders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you... and it's specific, specifically that documentary that I saw it in. I went, ooh, it's sort of like seeing beneath the veil. Yeah, maybe I, I mean, I might, I don't know, maybe I should watch it and take a look. It's you know, it's one of those kind of like, you know, no mother thinks their baby is ugly, even though there's a lot yeah. of ugly babies. <laughs> is I I mean, there are times where um, it's there's very few people, I like, I don't give a fuck about celebrity. It means nothing to me. Like, I don't care if you're famous. I mean, but he's one of those few, very few people that I would get all fucking humana, 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 weak in the knees and not be able to speak if I ever, you know, shared a room with him. So I'm reasonably sure I have some of those rose-colored glasses on where, you know, he, mm-hmm. he could be kicking a kitten in front of me and be like, I'm pretty sure that kitten was Hitler. Like, I, yeah, I've, I'm pretty confident that was, that was, it was carrying the next, um, uh, feline to human Ebola transfer. And Steven just saved the world. Now, I, I say all that, but I still watch every episode of QI and I go, Oh, he seems so nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, uh, <laughs> On his website, he's got the old Stephen Fry cast. He was a, he was an early early adopter to podcasts, and some of those are just, well, some of them are terrible. I'll put it that way. Uh, just because it it just got weird because he wanted to like do like written pieces instead of podcasts. But some of the podcast ones are really really great. And I don't know. I just kind of I I wasn't really going anywhere with that. It was more just like oh, there's another thing I love about Stephen. And I was hoping I'd find some amusement in it. I'm like, no, I was just thinking how great they were. <laughs> there was one where he talks yeah. about, and this was the this was the one that just fucking won me over. So he's he's essentially talking about uh, being too smart, finding himself unattractive, and how much he hates dancing. And <laughs> it was just like 25 minutes of listening to a better me explain something. And I was like, oh, they're so, oh, just hug me and let me go to sleep in your arms, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> like, As you said before, gay babies. Yeah, just gay baby. Like, I don't want to have sex with him or anything, but I no, I want to, like, osmosis. Like, like if we had, like, cloaca, like, if we could rub our cloacal sacks together and somehow produce, like, an egg later, and it comes out with a a kid that probably would look remarkably like me with a different nose, because it's not like he and I look all that different. <laughs> I get, He could pass for my dad if his nose was slightly straighter and... Man, it's not even all that much taller than me. So, yeah, no. Stephen Fry's my dad. New story. I realized when, because uh, Bruce Campbell was at the Comic-Con. Oh, yeah. He could pass as my dad. 
We got the giant chins. Oh yeah. Well, new story for you. You. Yep. You could be age appropriate, right? He he could be your dad. Yeah, I mean, he's an old bastard now. Oh, is he that? I see. I have no idea how old he is. Yeah, he's gray as hell now. Well, what are you? You're like late twenties, right? Yeah, I'm uh, twenty nine. Twenty nine, and he's. Oh yeah, he's probably like almost sixty right now. I think about it. I just did math in my head. That made me sad. <laughs> oh my god. Doing math no, I just re- no how old he is because it's like. Well, no, because that probably came, you know, uh, original Evil Dead was probably, what, early 80s? And that was only 40 oh, or 30 years ago plus. So if you add that to 20-something, oh, fuck. <laughs> Bruce Campbell is quite old. <laughs> he was born in 58. So he's 56? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look at me doing math. What are you? I'm pretty, I'm fucking impressed by that. If anybody at home just did the math and I'm wrong, fuck you. I was I was happy for a second. Why do you got to take it away from me? <laughs> now I'm gonna have to call my uncle Steven and make him ha- make him feel better. Don't worry. I'll precurse them if you're wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. Please do. I'll 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 send fucking. Yeah, you know, I'll send Chris Foe after you and his army of of <laughs> celebrity brothers. <laughs> All right, my friend. I'm gonna have to take off. Yeah, I, late you, here. Yes. Up in Canadian. And you picked up on the, we're out of shit to talk about. Well done, sir. I like talking <laughs> to other podcasters because the timing is always good and you don't have that awkward. <laughs> uh, so I don't have a way to text you and say we need the ixnay on the talking more, eh? Uh, <laughs> we all do this. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you if you feel free to tell uh, the audience, which there's not many right now, but they will listen later when downloaded, where they can find you. You can find me at theloudestgeeks.com or at Chris Reddy on Twitter. Also look up at the loud at the loudest geeks on Twitter as well. I guess if that's the way we should we say things. Um, Facebook, look up the loudest geeks. Just come follow us, talk to us, give us some questions, do your thing. Beautiful. Well, thank you very <laughs> much for calling in, Chris Reddy. Well, thanks for uh, having me on the show. Indeed, you have a delightful Canadian evening. <laughs> you as well. Have a Canadian evening. <laughs> oh, thank you. Good evening. <laughs> Bye. Oh well, look at that. I had someone call in. How delightful. And. Um, I believe this episode has run the length of an Alexcast. Thank God for a podcaster calling in, because that would have gone poorly. Because I didn't have much else to talk about. Actually, I had a whole shitload to talk about, so fuck that, I'm finishing up topics, because I always ask you guys for stuff, and I'm really happy that you ask me things. We are going to the deep, deep, dark lairs that is known as Facebook, where my friend Grayson asked me some questions. She wants to know... Is Obamacare really just a code word, a mixed-up phrase for Barry don't care? She wants to know, why the fuck are we here under this tyranny? And is she safer with the reptilian race? These are all good questions, and all important questions, and I shall address them thusly. Um, No, Obamacare is a code word for we have a fractured and broken government, and that blaming any single person, even though that person is referred to as the, you know, the, the, the president, is pointless. Although satisfying, there's not much uh, I think that a president can do. We are so entrenched in being two party, and I know I'm not breaking any new political ground here, but I think it's just at this point we're so fractured and broken that there's just no way to get any kind of real change done. Not to defend his his whole uh, stumping speeches on you know running on change, but I just don't think that's possible. I think you could have the single greatest, like you roll up all the best presidents into 
some kind of like like the soul uh, blender I was referencing earlier. We could soul blend up all the presidents that existed, all the good ones, that elect elect this this chimeral monster into office. And it still would suck at being president because there's just no way to fix this country without, you know, severe uh, reforms and not reforms like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just mean things the way it runs right now, it's not gonna, it doesn't run well. This is the same shit that happened with all the great empires. And we're just on the downswing. And the sooner we recognize that and the sooner we stop acting like we are a, you know, some kind of giant monster that can send troops everywhere and think that we can respond to every uh, shut up alex i don't know enough about this stuff i do but i'm not going to get into random stupid things but the point is and it's not obama's fault he's just any he's he's any other shitty person in a job that's impossible and yeah you would be better and that's why we live under this tyranny because it's not tyranny it's incompetence it's incompetence mixed with people that want to keep their money and want to make more money it's not tyranny it's it's just greed you know it's just plain and simple same thing happened when Rome fell. You know, the senatorial class didn't want to lose their money. They didn't, you know, and just shit, shit broke. And we are in the shit broke part. You know, we are breaking down. But it's not tyranny. It's, it's greed. It's shitty people, greedy people, and the inability to change, even if you get a good person in office. Not to say that Obama's a good person. I don't, I don't know, fuck all about him. I didn't even bother, because what's the difference? You know, diametrically opposed Obama and Bush, if you look at their, you know, their reigns, it looks about the same to me. You know, a couple more buildings fell when Bush was in office. Yeah, aside from that, same thing. So, are you safer with a reptilian race? It depends which ones you're talking about. The If you're talking about the shape-changing reptilians from David Icke's theory, well, you actually are with a reptilian race right now. So, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other, really. Uh, the reptiles are, are a ruling elite. And, yeah. If you can find some other reptilian race, possibly some kind of, uh, some kind of space, you know, those Jesus lizards that run across water with their arms held up and they're like, ah, and they make the cute face. I think if you find a race of sentient Jesus lizards on some faraway planet and hang out with them and they just run across, every time they see they go, ah, Grayson, and they run at you and give you giant lizard hugs, that would be a good, that'd be a good planet to live on. I think people would be really happy. I think a six foot tall lizard running at you with its arms raised above its head screaming, even even with good intention, would still be fucking terrifying. So I take that back. So you need to get severe amounts of therapy to get, you know, used to lizard men running at you. But once you do, I think it's gonna work out well. And they're and they're cold blooded, so they would like to hug you and use your warmth as their own. I think on the Saurian planets or any of the reptilian planets, uh they they pair bond. It's two reptiles that love each other. And they, they, as referenced earlier tonight with 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 Chris Reddy, they uh, they rub cloacal sacs together to have children. But what they do have is a third, uh, what they call a a a, uh, a man mate, and they have a, a human that walks around with them. And essentially, we're just there for warmth. We're kind of like a walking blanket. And yeah, it's a really it's a beautiful planet. You should go sometime. So yes, you'd be safer with those reptilians. H.R. Geiger died. That's why we're asking about the alien films. We're talking about that. That question was asked by the great Martin J. Clemens. You can find him at paranormalpeopleonline.com or at Fortean Writer. Like Charles Fort. Fortean Writer. So it's like he's a writer. About Charles Fort kind of stuff. Good times. Fuck. I keep... I don't want to... I don't want to like the second alien better. What's that? Aliens. The first one was like kind of like this masterpiece and it like broke new ground and et cetera, et cetera. But... 
Blowing shit up is fun. I think I'm going to take a lot of shit for liking the one directed by the French guy that I already forgot his name. What else do I have? Oh, uh, Justin Johnson from Facebook, a guy I went to high school with, and uh, co-wrote a series of comic books based around chickens with superpowers. He asked me to write a script for Captain Planet and the Planeteers movie, live on the air. Gladly. We're going to have an exterior shot of Captain Planet being a hero. He's actually sucking in all the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, thus taking pollution down to zero. And he's going to then uh, study corporate law and then break up monopolies and and corporations which are doing bad. So he's actually going to um, he's going to uh, break up bad guys who like to loot and plunder. And that's all the lyrics of the Captain America theme song or Captain America uh, Captain Planet theme song that I can remember off the top of my head. Oh no, it's. We are planeteers, you can be one too, because saving our planet is the thing to do. Looting and polluting is not the way. Hear what Captain Planet has to say. Go, planet. So, I don't know the names of all 50 states. I certainly don't know the names of all, all state capitals. I panicked and wasn't sure what the capital of Canada was uh, yesterday. Uh, by yesterday, I mean earlier in this phone call. By this phone call, I mean podcast. I've been talking for too long. Don't know what the capital of Mexico is unless the Mexico City, and that's just a guess, in the same way that I think the capital of Kansas is Kansas City. Because if you have the name followed by city, that should be it. I shouldn't know the lyrics to Captain Planet as well as I do, but I do. A man often dreams of a place where he could hang his hat and put his cloak in the cloak closet, comfortable knowing it will not be stolen. And I have found a place because I have been so lucky to be fortunate enough to live in Portland, Oregon. Northeast Portland, Oregon. 14 Northeast 22nd exists the Standard. The Standard is a place where real men gather to do real men things. They drink whiskey. They smoke vapor cigarettes. And they dish about the Danes. Well, the Danes come and flaunt their newfound freedoms. Like the vote. I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. The Standard. Go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx and you can find information about aforementioned bar that I like to go to as aforementioned. This is a circle. Time is a flat circle. The Standard does not serve anything flat. Because its drinks are fresh. That was the worst fucking segue ever. Go to The Standard. It's a good place. If you go on Wednesdays, it's $1 hams night. You can get a pint of hams from the tap for $1. If you go on Sunday nights, it is $2 microbrews. You can get a pint of a microbrew, a delicious microbrew, for $2. If you were in an 80s movie with John Cusack, you could use one of those beers to solve a problem. I don't remember the name of it. Is that Better Off Dead? I don't know. Anyway, go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx, and you'll enjoy it. Click like, tell them Alex sent you, or don't. I don't know. If you tell them Alex sent you, he might keep me on for longer. And I can, you know, afford rent. Don't you want me to afford rent? I do. Facebook.com slash the standard PDX, 14 Northeast 22nd, Portland, Oregon. Enjoy. How's someone calling me? Hey, Alex, it's Mateo. I just wanted to give you a call tonight. I wanted to bring up something. You're still on, so I'll call you in a few more minutes. I know you're answering other people's questions, so go ahead and do that. The message made me feel like I should have my pants down and uh, be nervous about my dad getting a large phone bill later. It's... Alright, well that was disturbing for a number of reasons. First of which, 
Why is Mateo's dad paying for his phone bill? Second of which, what the hell kind of cut rate cell phone plan do you have that there's still long distance charges from California to Portland, Oregon? Uh, third of which, the pants thing. I'm not as concerned with the pants thing as as that other stuff because I, I do know that, you know, let's face it, when you got pipes like these, people are going to masturbate listening to your show. And Mateo, I'm glad you're of that silk. Of that silk. Of that ilk. I sent you an invite, by the way, for now you're listening, because now I see I have more than one viewer. Which This whole uh, going live thing, a number of problems with it, paramount of which is it's really disconcerting when you only have one or two people listening, because I know there's a bunch of you out there. Like, uh, I, I see the numbers downloads every week. I see the... Um, the I have like 4,000 Twitter followers, which to be fair, I think at least 1,500 of those are, are robots. No, also, I was supposed to be getting bothered by someone. What a disappointment. Oh, I see Mateo. I don't see Mateo. I see a drawing. But Mateo, whatever you're doing is on the yeah, way to working. Work. Hey, look, I see you. Hey, I hear you. What's up, Mateo? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm sorry you couldn't call in. I don't understand. For some reason, like it says, it pops up on my screen. Um, Hey, this guy's calling you. And I'm like, oh, that's good. And it says, you can't answer because you're already in a call. You can do nothing about it. Well, what the fuck? Like, it knows I'm in a call, obviously. It knows you're calling me. Why can't you just join the call I'm in? It's really stupid. But I guess, this, what'd you do? Just click that link and it said, do you want to join? Yeah, I clicked the one you sent via Twitter and it took me to the broadcast. And then you sent me another one through the Hangout. And I clicked that and it just called you. Oh, cool. So, okay. I hear us right now. You hear that? Uh, No, it is not feeding back on my side. So you probably just have to, um, wait, you shouldn't be hearing that either. Yeah, I shouldn't hear that at all. Um. Oh, I, I fixed it. Yes, fucking technology. Yay. The, um, the confusing part of this is I don't know what the hell's going on. As I mean, you've listened to the show for long enough to know that I'm, I'm tech idiotic for the most part. So I don't actually. You've helped me long enough to know that so am I. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're both kind of just monkeys humping a football. And I don't, like, I, I know we're live because people have heard me. I've gotten texts from people. I know I'm recording it. I have no idea why we're live and how we're like, I don't know. Like I've just, I've just plugged enough things into enough stuff and kept hitting things and it works. So I don't even know how the fuck I'd go about having someone call in uh, other than this way. So whoops. That's all right. It worked out. Yeah. Fuck it. So what do you, what do you have to tell me? Uh, I remember a while ago we were talking about, it was on the webcast a, a while back to where they were you know, trying to introduce that statue for the Satanist religion. Oh, yeah. I just finally saw a picture of this statue. And I, I don't know. I kind of had a change of heart about it. I think it's fucking awful. Really? Yeah, I think it's pretty terrible. I don't know. It's got this goat-headed dude with his hand up with two children looking up at him. And it just kind of, I don't know. I understand the whole freedom of religion shit, which I, I'm totally for. Again, that's something that's private, and that nobody should be judged for what they're doing when they're doing shit in private. But there's no other religions that just worship like like a deity that's supposed to have caused like all the hurt and anguish in the world throughout history. It just seemed very weird. Seeing the image of it just struck me. As, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Have you seen it yet? Well, yeah, but w well, two things. One, what you're looking at is uh, that's just a cast. They're going to cast bronze over that. Oh wow. Yeah, and then two, the Jews and the Christians and the Muslims do as well, if because uh, they all believe in the Old Testament. That guy killed yeah. the entire planet multiple times. 
<laughs> just because we're used to it doesn't take it away. Like, I, I know the devil, quote, well, the thing you're looking at actually isn't the devil. That's Baphomet. It uh, doesn't really change much, but technically it's not the Christian devil. But, uh, yeah, no, their god, like, killed the entire planet a bunch of times. It's just we're used to it, so we don't find it odd. But, like, th that's that thing's supposed to be next to the Ten Commandments, which is in the book that says you should, like, kill gay people and flood the planet when you get a little muffed, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was tantrum throwing God, as Mike put it. Yeah, it's tantrum throwing God. Yeah. Um, I am, uh, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm, I'm watching my language. That's, that's a subtweet, but on the show. I kind of like the, well, one, I kind of like it because, well, two things. You can't make the, the, uh, the, the Christian folk take the Ten Commandments down. Like, apparently. Cause I was like, where this came from. There's a, what's it, Oklahoma? Is that where the courthouse is? I think so. So, I would be fine with them taking Ten Commandments out, because obviously putting up a picture, putting up a statue of a thing that looks like the devil with children in front of it, like, I kind of agree with you. It's fucked up. But. Yeah, it's a little fucked up. But they, you shouldn't have a, the Ten Commandments there either. Like, that's fucked up. So. I agree with that too. That's, yeah. again, it's, religion's a private thing that doesn't need to be advertised or, you know, if you want to put a statue of the Ten Commandments up, do it in your fucking backyard. Yeah, not in front of a courthouse. Like that's Yeah, not in front of a goddamn government sanctioned building. Yeah, that's the problem. So I I don't mind them doing the the really over the top thing. I think what would have worked the other way is they should have picked a different Christian thing like have like have it where like show like the firstborn children of of Egypt uh, being killed by God so they could have yeah. like a pyramid and then like maybe have like blood rolling down the pyramid and all these little <laughs> children dead at the bottom. And then it Order says 66 of the Bible. Yeah, that it's that it says that it says heart uh, Yahweh. <laughs> Love you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love you, miss you, Pharaoh. <laughs> don't fuck around. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I don't know. I I like the statue uh, because they can't take the other thing down because it needs to be an over the top statement because it's just absurd to have. It's just absurd to have in a country that is definitively the separation of church and state to have a, a religious symbol in front of a courthouse. It's just not, that's not a, yeah, that's just ain't right. Yeah, it's not okay to do. And they did. So the, the obvious response, as any reasonable person would be, is to make a scary devil man. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that yesterday. If I ever had to go to court and they made me swear on the Bible, I would just laugh the whole time. <laughs> I actually, I don't remember what it is. But there is an atheist way to swear. I don't, I can't recall oh, wow. what it is. There, there's some other, there's some other variant of swearing. Cause I remember there was a, uh, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be the Bible. Like you can swear on the, on the Quran or, or the, the, whatever the, what the hell is the Jewish book called? The, the Torah? No, the Talmud. Why am I forgetting this? The, you've told me this many times. Yeah. I'm just blanking on it. Torah, Talmud, the, the, Oh God, help me! Uh, the the the, oh, the the well. Anyway, so I apparently just had a stroke. Uh, I can't feel the left side <laughs> of my body, and everything tastes like burning almond. But <laughs> do you taste copper? Yeah, uh, but I I was uh, I had pennies in my mouth before that were dipped in blood. Um, I know you can swear on those. I think you can have. Oh, I wish I could remember what this is. It's something, you know, I'm actually going to look it up while we're, while we're talking, because it's something really kind of silly, like you swear on like a science book or something. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> they narrowed it down to one science book that they're like, okay, that'll yeah. do. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. No, I'm not so much an atheist. I'm actually quite a spiritual... Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you want to say religious, but it just, you know, if that that Bible doesn't mean anything to me is in my beliefs as far as that shit goes. So it's funny that... <laughs> it's weird. Just put your hand on this and say, you promise. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Will do. Uh, they, um, oh, wait, atheist? Oh, that's not good. This is the worst. Okay, everybody at home, if you ever want to click on something that's wiki.answers.com, it oh. is the absolute worst page ever. It shows you your question, then it, you click next to see your answer, and the answer is never one. I don't know if it's a spoof site, but it's, it's, it's it's honestly frustrating as hell because it's always the first uh the first result on any question asked in 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 uh, uh Google. It's really annoying. Yeah, it's like Yahoo Answers. It's like a twelve year old answer. Yeah, and this and this one is is usually like a joke answer. Like that was um the answer <laughs> there. The answer there was well, if they're honest about their spiritual beliefs. <laughs> That's sure. funny. I'm I'm so annoyed that I can't find it. It should just be the first thing. Maybe you just don't have to stare on any. Wait. Should atheist allow discrimination against atheist? Raise your right hand. Oh, atheist oath in court. Yeah, if you find it, tell me because it's really bothering the hell out of me now. We're gonna find out, people. This it's if if anything, the Alex cast and the What cast are purveyors of truth. Uh, okay, here we go. Um. They just hold up their hand and swear to tell the truth. No Bible statement included. The same as everyone uh, elsewhere's is on their honor. The Bible is not used to swear oaths in the U.S. courts anymore. It hasn't been for years. Oh. God damn. Okay. Well, that... Special victim unit's been lying to me, bro. Well, I also realized something. Uh, as you were reading that, I realized what I was thinking of with the Quran and shit, that's actually not... That's not them swearing in. That was I was thinking of when you're affirmed president, you you can you can use other stuff, and like oh like okay, you, or you when you're affirmed as like any of those like really top level governmenty things that you have to like, you know they have like the presidential bible because I know, I think Jefferson may have sworn himself in with a Quran because he was like a weirdo like he wasn't like uh, like an actual straight up Christian like he was like a weirdo deist, um, and I know um. I think it was George W. Bush swore himself in on the Masonic Bible from like the big Mason temple in New York. <laughs> or the Necronomicon. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. That piece of shit. Well, I mean, the, the, the problem is um, the Necronomicon is one of those, uh, what's it called? Uh, not real. So that would be tough yeah. to swear in. Yeah. What about Geiger dying, dude? That fucking sucks. Yeah, I was talking about that before. Um, well, not so much. We actually just end up talking about the alien movies. Yeah. I would be far more upset right now if I did, I thought Geiger had been dead for years. <laughs> I had no idea that guy was still alive. <laughs> I have to be honest. I was like, okay, I kind of thought he was dead, but wasn't sure. So rest in peace, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost uh, expected him to be dead already as well. Well, that's the thing. Like him, saying he's alive would be like MC Escher being alive. I'd be like, what? Because <laughs> I had no idea when they were around. Like I just. I just assumed they would have been, de like, Geiger I knew, like, 
1980 or whatever, whenever, like, you know, 1970, late 70s when Alien came out. Obviously, he was alive then. But <laughs> after that, it's pretty much just, he could have died when I was four, and I would have to, you know, it, it, I don't, but apparently he was alive and kicking and a lot younger than I thought he would have been. What age did he die at? Um, 84, was it? Oh, no, no, that was, that was, I, I was saying if he could have died in 1984. Oh, uh, no, I think he actually passed at the age of 84, oh. unless it was... Oh, yeah, you're right, actually, yeah, 1940 to uh, 2014. Hmm, that's a good run. No bitch in there. Yeah, 84, is not, well, I don't know, the modern era, 84 is not... Yeah, yeah, fuck it, I'd take it. Well, I wouldn't yeah. take it, because we'll probably have, like, robots that, like, fix us instantaneously by the time we get that high, but... <laughs> it's funny, my daughter just told me, she said, Dad, I, I think I'm going to live to be 300. And I was like, well... It's actually likely. I was like, we usually don't live that long, but I just looked at it for a second. I was like, well, shit, they'll probably have fucking robots that'll make that happen by the time you're of age. So good luck to you. Most likely that might happen for you. Well, there's a often, I mean, it's, it's said often. And by said often, I mean, mysterious universe says it all the time that right now, I, one of them always quotes this from some futurist, but right now on the planet is um, a person that's going to live forever. The, the, if you if you you know the exponential rate of technology that like it's likely that the, the uh, an immortal is walking around right now. Oh wow, that's cool to think about. Yeah, because the you know it's one of those things where like you know what's what sucks for us though is uh, it's also referred to as we're the last generation. We're either the first generation to live forever or the last generation to die. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna be yelling at my my daughter Blue, being like, "Fuck your robot legs!" Yeah. You bitch. <laughs> oh, that's, gonna yeah. Oh, that's gonna be so frustrating. It is. Like, you, you're like, oh, we finally have the technology to stop aging, and you'll be this age forever. And it's like, I'm 87. I hate <laughs> you so much. <laughs> I don't want to fucking stay this. Yeah. Well, that kind of brings me to another question I have for you. When, when that happens, when we have the technology to apply longevity of life, do you think we're going to start off with it running smoothly? Or do you think it's going to, like be like a new dawn is it going to be super barbaric are we going to look like shitty cyborgs from 80s horror movies like doll man and shit are we going to have oh uh, yeah total recall fucking eyepieces in our head or do you think it'll be you know because the way technology is now it's not like they're like oh infrared we can use that for an eye they're going to be like okay let's make this infrared eye awesome do you think it'll be all kind of primitive or do you think it'll kind of just slide right into humanity well i think uh no, I think it's going to slide right in, but I, I don't think it's going to be technology as we're imagining it. Like, like, like right now is like, you know, the top of line technology isn't like, isn't tiny or, you know, uh, circuit boards or whatever. Like it's training atom, uh, training, you know, uh, bacteria to rewrite shit or like, you know, mm. nano particles that are made out of atoms, like training atoms to remember things and do simple work. So it's going to be more like, uh, like like eon flux kind of future i that's yeah i agree with that that's a good way to put it too yeah so it's not like it doesn't really even like it's technology technically but it's like it's not gonna be like terminator that's just like you know i don't even think we're gonna get to that that intermediate like we're in that intermediate step like with those dudes that run on spatula feet you know yeah, the blades and stuff, and that exos exoskeleton they have is pretty fucking cool, too. Yeah, like, that stuff's probably, like, I mean, I guess military applications, you might be seeing some kind of, like, creepy robot stuff, but for the most part, I think, like, health-wise and, like, the way we're moving, it's more towards just finding ways to, you know, train smaller stuff to fix us. So, like, it's not going to be, you know, you get a robot eye, it's going to be, they'll, you know, 
take the nucleus out of some bacteria and inject it into your eye and it'll just rebuild it using your own DNA. You just get your eye back. Hmm. Or it'll train, you know, your DNA to like grow like better eyes. Like it'll make it, you know, you can you you can see at four hundred feet what normal people can see from twenty or something. Yeah. That would be kind of cool if they can do that. Yeah. And then you get like molecular computers and stuff like that where, you know, forget Google Glass, it's going to be like actually your actual eyeball will do computations and you can, you know, just think about, you know, think about like, oh, I need to, I need to look over that way 200 miles. And just yeah. That would be fucking cool. I would be really into it, except for we're poor. So all of this stuff is going to be stuff we get to watch cool people have. Exactly. As, it's going to uh, yeah. be 40 years until the poorer folk get to even fucking touch those things. Yeah. And then we just age into, you know, just horrible breakdown and get to watch all the like, oh, that's nice. They've been young since I was, you know, 12, you know, just like, you know, like when we're like when we're 80, Tom Cruise is going to look the same. You know, it's I good. Hope you know, it's I hope somebody sets that dude on fire. Or whatever. I, that was just the only famous person I could think of off the top of my head. Just <laughs> younger, less offensive, famous Channing Tatum. I don't even know who that is. I've just heard that name. That guy is going to look the exact same age when we're 80 because it's just, you know, they're rich. They're, you know, youthful. And you know, it's that's the way it's going to move. Yep. They just, uh, I guess they just named him as playing Gambit in the upcoming X-Men. That's, that's the only reason I knew that name. Uh, that's exactly it. Because... As I said that, I'm like, where the hell? Why would I think of that guy's name? That's that's why he was familiar to me. Yeah, because I was reading the Gambit news. <laughs> what a fucking waste, though. They sh- they could have picked somebody way better than that. Is he? I don't even. I honestly, I don't know who he is. Like, I know the name. Twenty One Jump Street. I think he was in. I don't. I'm not too big on going to the movies or watching newer movies. Yeah. Myself. But it, it, that I think he was in that fucking stripper movie, Magical Mike. Magic Mike. Yeah, I didn't see no. that one either. Surprisingly He's enough, huge and ripped. Whatever they blew it. Here's the problem. There are multiple problems here. Is um, he sounds like the little girl from Bad News Bears, which bothers me. Because wasn't her name like Tanning Cheatham or something? It was like that guy's name backwards. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a. a <laughs> I know exactly. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, it's kind of like an alteration of his name. Yeah, and it, so I keep I keep getting messed up, and I don't know who. He, okay, now I'm looking up because I'm getting annoyed here. He. Jesus Christ, it doesn't even have his fucking famous four. Um, he's 34, though. That's good. I was going to be really annoyed if he was, like, 23 and he's already, like, you know, super famous. Or at least he's old like us. Tatum O'Neill was a little girl. Tatum O'Neill. There we go. I knew there was something. Um, guy to recognize your saints? Nope. Michael Mann's public enemies? Nope. He was Duke in G.I. Joe's Rise of Cobra. Surprisingly enough, I didn't see that. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Haywire, The Vow, 21 Jump Street, Magic Mike. Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I've never seen anything this guy's been in. <laughs> Lucky you. That's, huh. Oh, I was expecting him to be better looking too. He's, oh, oh, no, oh, wait, that picture, that's one of the most attractive people I've ever seen. I take it back. Yeah, he's a big old ripped, well, his, white his, dude, his, handsome his, kid. His Wikipedia whatever. article, there's under 200, uh, 2008 to present, he's with his wife, Jenna Dewan, and he looks mildly retarded. And I think they just, <laughs> I think they took that picture, I think they used that picture because um, his wife seems to be, and she looks a little touched too. Whoever took that picture is terrible at taking pictures. 
but his his main his main um, Wikipedia picture, he's he's like I'm, you know, slap hard meat. Like he just looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you ever saw um, Space Mutiny of uh, MST th- or Mystery Science Theater three thousand? He looks. I believe I probably have. Yeah, that's that's the one with like uh, Brock slap face man beef steak. And uh, they just do they do this run of like sixty words for like you know handsome man because they leave character is lantern jawed and really bad at acting. <laughs> lantern jawed. Isn't that the phrase, or did I just say something really? I no, think I that's think like that's it, okay. Uh, that's <laughs> you know it's my way. So I was talking to uh, Chris Reddy earlier tonight. He called in. What do you think? I about heard the... that. That was awesome. That was awesome to hear you guys talk. What do you think about the the Batman suit? Are you thumbs up on it? I've just seen that one picture. I think it's the only one out. Uh. And I, he looks more like street soldier to me. He has a lot more armor on and stuff like that. It looks cool. I think it'll fit for Ben Affleck. Everybody's pissed about Ben Affleck being Batman. Yeah. I'm not too pissed off about it at all. I mean, say what you want about the guy, but he's done a lot of fantastic movies. Uh, I think it's time to see a new Batman. I'm, I'm pretty full of Christian Bale Batman. And I've only seen those movies one time each. Yeah, I'm pretty I done think, with him, too. Yeah, I'm pretty over him. So it might be cool. I don't have that big of a problem with it. I just wonder where they're going to take the story. Because there's so many different Batman stories going on. Like DC just made a new cartoon to where he has his kid. And then they made another one, which I think everybody should fucking watch. Because it's one of the first times DC's gotten pretty gory. But it's called uh, the Flashpoint Paradox. Oh, I love the hell out of that! Yeah, with alternate Did Batman. Did you watch that? Yeah, oh, where, where man. oh, I I think I talked about it on the show. Where uh, spoilers, if you guys don't want to ruin it, but it's not, it's not spoilers for the whole thing. But fucking uh, the Flash runs so fast he goes in an alternate universe and uh, yes, and uh, 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 Bruce Wayne's dad, what's his name? Uh, Thomas. Thomas Wayne. So uh, you know, in Crime Alley, when uh, Joe Chill shot in in our universe, shot Bruce Wayne's mom and dad. Uh, in this universe, it's uh, Bruce gets shot. So Thomas Wayne turns into the Batman, but he's already, you know, old. And so he's just, he's swilling whiskey and he's, he's got like multiple guns on him. And he's just yeah, murdering people. No batterings. He just shoots the fuck out of people. Like if you think Batman would be a really bitter, old ass, ultra violent crime fighter, no matter what you thought, it didn't hold a candle to Thomas Wayne being Batman. Yeah, that was, that was really fun. I, I enjoyed the hell out of that. I love their animated films. They, they, they've kind of got the point that they don't have the market on the live-action films, so they pour all their resources into their animated films, and their animated films are better than any live-action Marvel movie made, even the Avengers. There's so many good DC films that you can watch that are badass. Yeah, I, I, I dig them. Um, I wouldn't go so far as to say better than Avengers, because I actually really, really quite like that. But um, yeah, yeah, that was well done. I mean, it's Joss Whedon. It's going to yeah. be fun and all that stuff. But just, I mean, if there's so many DC animated films, just like the Batman Year One, if they took the time and made that a film, that I think that would fucking smoke Avengers. Yeah. Well, the the animated one was good. Yeah, it was yeah. very good. Have you seen the previews for that Gotham show that they're going to put out? Uh, I haven't seen the previews yet. I, I did hear about it though. Yeah. You gotta watch it, dude. It's great. It's it's Gordon right when he gets to Gotham, so he oh, really? gets to roll. Up, yeah, gets to roll up on Bruce while his parents are getting cleaned up off the floor and. It, they they spared no expense. I thought it was a film. Yeah, that's I don't know, I'm I mean I'll give it a watch just because I am I'm you know I've been a Batman fan for quite some time, but uh, I it's just I don't know if I can deal with seeing characters that are like not fully developed versions of the characters I know. You know, like young Joker, you know, <laughs> mini Catwoman. That's what they did too. They put all I mean, there's a young 
Penguin. There's a young Poison Ivy. There's a young Catwoman. So we'll see how that yeah, goes. I, it I, might just be like the fucking Dawson's Creek of fucking superhero shows. We'll yeah, see. Because I know somebody in his class is named Edward Nigma. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, fuck. They're really going to do the Riddler on a fucking... <laughs> Which, you know, I don't know, I'll watch it. I, the, um, the, I heard, I didn't watch this episode, but the, the Green Arrow show that's on. Uh, the, oh, yeah. The one with handsome McAb muscles. Um, which I think I'll, I think I called somebody else handsome McAb muscles earlier on the show. So obviously I'm gay. But, um, I don't know his name, but, uh, Green Arrow. On one episode, apparently they did like a Sinister Six kind of thing. And apparently in one of the scenes, there's a throwaway shot of Harley Quinn. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that would be cool. Like, I would like to see that happen. It, you know, I don't maybe it'll happen in the Gotham thing. But like, that's like the best character ever. Like, so I'd be re- well, not that's a huge overstatement, but she's fun. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty cool. I remember in the Batman Arkham City game, it, the whole thing was based around the Joker getting some disease and dying. And at the end of the game, it was just like not it wasn't like a scene, but pretty much she's sitting there sobbing her ass off because she's pregnant with the Joker's kid. But he's dead. So. Oh wow! You can go anywhere with with Harley Quinn and the Joker nowadays. Yeah, I like. Yeah, she's great in the um, Joker's daughter thing they do. Uh, I like. I've only read it in the books. Actually, I've probably only read two or three, but like that's really fun. Because if I was like seventeen and those books existed, the day I turned eighteen, I'd get that chick tattooed on my leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Same here. It's yeah. I, I kind of like that where it's like, oh man, you're speaking to a younger me right now. <laughs> The uh the new the new DC books I've actually been well, I haven't kept up in the past few months but the did you see the have you read at all like the new Joker that they have well not the new Joker the same Joker I I've read a, like the new Fifty Two stuff yeah because I I've read a, a little bit about it and I know what's going on with the Joker and and he's just if you thought Joker was crazy before yeah I mean it's been it's been out for a while now so I think it's spoil for the audience but like the Joker chopped his own face off. And he's walking around with it safety pinned to where his face should be. Yes, and he actually has a quite heavy fly problem because of it. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> which I love. It's really messed up. And I've I've I'm a fan, I'm a big Joker fan overall, but like that is that is taking it to a different level. But there's Yeah. There's only so much I mean, I guess it's comic books, so you could have some kind of radical surgery happens and somehow he goes back to some other way, but there's only so long you can walk around with no face, even in comic books where (laughs) even two face had half a working one. (laughs) Well, from what I understand, um, they made everybody think that somebody else cut his face off and then revealed that it was him and then grabbed the entire bat family, which if you're not familiar, there's like, you know, the two Robins, a Nightwing, and then there's the Batman International, where pretty much every country has their own Batman. Just put them all all in a room, including Alfred, and just cut their fucking faces off. Just murdered everyone. Oh fuck! I don't think I read that one. That's cool. Yeah. I get. So um, a... I I think I caught it later. I think some of that shit happened in the old Continuum. Is the thing right? Probably yeah. Because yeah. the new Fifty Two was just sudden. Well, yeah, but Batman, I think, apparently was the only one that kept his storyline going or hmm. or for the most part did because somebody was telling me it was maybe or maybe it happened in maybe like, oh, I don't know. I should probably just reread it because now I don't remember. Well, now, as I was saying that, I think maybe it didn't happen in the main Batman book. I think it happened in maybe like Detective Comics or something. 
Mm-hmm. Like one I of those, agree. yeah, one of those side things. Yeah, I have no idea. This dude, this episode's been going forever. So tell people where they can find you on the internet. Oh God, no worries. Go to uh, thealexcast.com and get his book. Listen to his podcast. Send him dick pics, nudes, whatever you can. I I agree wholeheartedly with the the nudes part, not the dick pics. Chicks only. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's the only mission, uh, the warning I got when I got your cell phone. You're just like, I do not want to see one nipple or mangina. Yeah. So don't do that, guys. Yeah, that's that's not something I particularly want. To be fair, I'm I don't I'm, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to rescind that thing from you. Like, don't send me those. But to be fair, I'm far more forgiving of it on my phone. Weirdly enough, because then it's not like a public thing where it could be misunderstood. Then it's just you're just fucking with me. Still, yeah, still that's just, a good point. Yeah, that's still a good point. don't want it to happen, but it's a little bit more like, okay, I know completely what the what the goal here is. When it's in public, it's like, ah <laughs> oh, man, like, I mean, really, this is a public record of like, like, your boob <laughs> is on my timeline. Like, there's no, it's a little, that's a little weird. But yeah, uh, I mess around on the the Vine app a lot. Me and uh, Dirty Devoe, the Dirty Commuter, are, are we're pretty. Uh, we talk on there like almost every day, and uh, it was one night. Or it was pretty late, and I had a, more than two forties in me, so I just took like this really low lit video because you can send message videos to each other now, and it was just me just slapping the salami, just like shaking my hips, with, <laughs> oh, with and I sent it to him, and I was like, oh fuck, maybe that a weird amount. My wife's like, what are you thinking about? I was like, I told her, and she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, why? He's a dude. It'll be funny. And like I asked him, he's like, I didn't even know what it was. But she's like, that's way too personal, bro. <laughs> that wasn't like, hey, I put this on your timeline, homie. She's like, you sent him a fucking video. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's true. I gotta be, I yeah. gotta be mindful of that. It's it's <laughs> it's funny that line they'd be crossed. Like I'm never like I'm just no pictures are ever gonna happen to me ever. But there is that <laughs> line where I do it verbally, where like you know sometimes somebody that like doesn't live in this world, where like out of context, be like. Alex, did you really pretend to be Hitler and say that you're going to take over Argentina? <laughs> you're like, well, yeah, if you say it out of context like that in a nice voice, yeah, it probably does sound a little weird. But I'm sure it made sense at the time. I don't know why, but I'm sure it did. <laughs> these 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 solo shows have been a lot of soul searching afterwards where I just kind of like, I'm sitting around going, why did I, wait, why did I say that? And like, like, cause I can't remember why one thing led to another. And I'll just have these weird snippets of conversation and be like, did I say I enjoy clitoral circumcision? I'm pretty sure I said that. What the hell is wrong with you? And then I'm going to go back and find the spot and be like, oh, okay. No, it made sense in context. Why do I have a show that that makes sense in context? I had told you I had to go to the store when I got home. I, I left my phone here cause it was charging and I plugged in my headphones, turned on my phone and, and you're just like, I'm all for females. <laughs> Vaginal circumcision. I was like, "Cool, Alex is on." Yeah, it's 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 so weird. The things I get, out of, and this is the the downside to the show. Not the downside, but like, I'll get new listeners or somebody I know listening to old episodes and get these random quotes just completely out of nowhere. And you know, you be you know, just I'll be sitting around like having a nice conversation. Like I'll be reading a book on philosophy, just being like, "Oh, you know, that probably is a better way to live." And I'll get this quote in my email, like. You know, I'll bash her head in with with a bowling ball and then use a nine pin to et cetera. Quote Alex episode, you know, one twenty two. I'm sure it made sense at the time, and I bet you that wasn't even me saying it. I bet you I was pretending to be a character at the time because I don't feel like you should smash someone's head in with a bowling ball. Too much work. 
Yeah, that was that was Alex from the medium distance future. <laughs> the future Alex. Hi guys. Yeah. Hey guys, it's me, Alex there from the go, future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for doing. It. <laughs> no, I got it. It's it's, it's all for you. The, the old school <laughs> listeners know, and I'll always I'll always repay the old ones with with recitations from the previous shows. Yeah, I remember on the webcast you did that. Hi guys, it's me, Mateo. It was I got a little fangirl and went ah. I have that future Alex voice. Yeah, I have, I have no fucking memory of that. Though today I was <laughs> I was working at work as I'm supposed to do, and here's how much I know about California. I I saw San Mateo, and I went, oh, that's where he lives. No, I mean no, I know. Well, I mean maybe you live there. Yeah. Well, no, I mean to be fair, I have no idea. Well, like I know where you live, but I have no idea where San Mateo is. But I was like, oh. You know what? I don't think I've ever heard that term other than his name. And, um, yeah, I don't know anything about the state of California, apparently, because I looked it up in San Mateo. Apparently quite a famous place that everybody knows but me. Yeah, I guess so. It's not it's not too highly regarded out here anymore. Now, are you named after St. Mateo? No. Yeah. I'm named actually uh, after the, the whole... Mateo is, is Spaniard for Matthew, so I was named after the biblical Matthew. Oh, Mateo's actually, is Ma- oh, Mateo's is Matthew. Yes, and uh, I actually oh. have a brother Mark who was named after the Bible. My brother Eli almost was named Luke. Wait, wait, I your brother's name is Mark. Don't think what? Why? Why not Marco? Huh? Why not Marco? I know it would have been better, but they just named him Mark. Well, that's ridiculous. You should be Matt then, or Matthew. I mean, Mateo's a better name than that, but that's just weird. That's not consistent. No. You and your parents are they're race traders. They are. Yeah. <laughs> They're ashamed of their Hispanic heritage, <laughs> or whatever the word is. <coughs> Who knows? Well, no, because I somebody, I, well, not once, I've multiple been times corrected by people that Hispanic's the wrong term for somebody that I don't remember. Well, just I mean, it's I've heard that too. I've seen a lot of uh, like a like a Mexican Americans wear shirts say that I'm not Latino. Or or I'm not Mexican. I'm Latino. And then there's like people from Spain who are like I'm not Latino. I'm Hispanic. Oh, yeah, that's so. it. It, it. Yeah, it's Latino versus Hispanic. That's the two that you're supposed to get right. Now, I don't know which one's which, and I don't actually care. Cause Me neither. We, like, for my side of the fence, you have every country ever, and you just go white. I'm, <laughs> look, you can't fucking play the specificity game with me. I share a, I, I share a designate with Canada, America, all of Europe, most of <laughs> Italy. Like, no. Don't give me your fucking Hispaniola shit. Yeah. You know, so growing up, I was just like, uh, the first time I was asked, like, what are you? And I went home and I was like, what am I, Dad? He's like, well, you're Portuguese and Spaniard and German and Irish and Dutch and French. I was like, okay. He's like, so you're white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's all state of mind. That's what Louis C.K. says, because Louis C.K. is technically Mexican, but he's like, yeah, I look white, so I'm white. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. I, dude, it, like me, I have green eyes and light brown hair, but my, like my sisters, like even my kids, my kids, my, my, my wife is El Salvadorian. And just going to the grocery store, dude, I've had people stop me and like reach down and grab my daughter's hand and go, are you okay? <laughs> Holy I'm shit. like, that's my fucking kid. And I tell them, I'm like, I'm going to be okay. And I pull out my cell phone and just call the cops. I'm like, this is some creeper at fucking Red Robins coming up and touching my kid. All the time, dude, I get looks like that. It's like even hard to go to the store with just me and my kids because I'm just this huge white looking dude and my little girls have black hair and brown eyes. 
Wow. No, that's... Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the 50s. I mean, you know, mixed marriages have been around for quite some time. It's not, the assumption shouldn't be, <laughs> oh, that kid's that that kid has has a, a darker tone to her skin. Thereby, that's obviously a kidnapping pederast. No, it should be <laughs> well, adoption, mixed marriage. There's a no lot shit. of things on the list before are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I've literally had people like ignore me and just go to my kid. Uh, like one time we were at Red Robins and my oldest was, she was being too loud and I said, let's go outside, let's chill out and we'll come back inside. And she was pissed off about it. So he just literally bypassed me and goes to her and goes, are you okay? And I go, she's fine, man. And he looked up at me and gave me some sassy look and goes to her and goes, are you okay? And that's, I put my hand on his shoulder and pushed him back. I was like, get the fuck away from my kid. Yeah, that's I just weird. told you she's fucking fine. And he's like, I might call the police. I was like, go ahead, please do. Because what? I'm her fucking dad. Yeah, that's weird. I know I don't look like it, but you're harassing us right now. Get the f- Go in there and eat your fucking burger before I fucking bust your fucking teeth out. Yeah, that's really weird. I was yeah. I was in a Toys R Us with this girl I kidnapped, and this mother came out to me. She's like, oh, your daughter's adorable. And I'm like, ma'am, it's not my daughter. I stole her from Baby Gap <laughs> like three Where? weeks ago. And yeah, I know technically I own her now, but yeah, my daughter, I've <laughs> never been so offended in my life. <laughs> I actually used to work at Toys R Us. They trained us all about that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. They take little girls into the bathroom and cut their hair in one cut so they look like little boys, so you never know. Wait, seriously? Oh, yeah. If uh, if you ever are in a store and you hear the word code Adam, that means block the fucking exits. Nobody nobody in or nobody no out. No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I mean, I guess I mean, I guess I knew that. I Yeah, it's not something you give thought to, but you th- yeah. you thought about it before, but they take little kids into the bathroom, change they change their shoes because you know, somebody I only have two pairs of shoes, so if I kill somebody on film, you'll be able to identify me through my shoes. So they bring an extra pair of shoes, they bring hair ties, so if they catch a little girl or a little boy, they'll just put hair clips in their hair and fucking walk them right out. I stopped a couple of people working at Toys R Us no trying to shit. do that shit. That's fucking wild. Yeah. What are the kids scary. doing? Or oh, are they like tiny kids that they don't they just don't even know what the fuck's happening? Yeah, it's some little kid that walks off. Oh yeah, that's weird. Oh dude, I think we just figured it out. Maybe maybe the national park system in America is just run by pederasts. No shit. Because we were thinking it's, you know, Space Commando Bigfoot that transformed people into an alternate dimension. <laughs> yep. No, it's probably just good old-fashioned sex slavery. No shit. Yeah. So I it, I wouldn't put it past it. I mean, that they make you watch a bunch of videos when you work at a place where they have kids like that. And you're like, oh, that's funny. And then you see, like, a 57-year-old guy, you know, who's balding with gray hair with no kid with him stand for 45 minutes in the fucking... Hot Wheels section. You're like, bro, get the fuck out of here. Ew. Yeah, that's Before creepy as your fuck. fucking kneecaps. Get out of here. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really creepy. Yeah. That's what, yeah. one thing I'd like to add. If anybody was smart, knock off the Toys R Us during Christmas. Because my register had five grand in it at all times. And that's one register. So just hit them all. Yeah. Uh, the, the words of Mateo do not reflect the opinions or thoughts of the Alice cast <laughs> or Alice LLC. <laughs> Also, it was a joke, guys. Also, the time frame of Mateo does not reflect the growth in credit card and debit card use, which in those drawers right now will probably have three dollars and seven cents and a stack of tickets from all the debit cards that transactions have gone through. (laughs) That's true. Well, 
I, I'm, you know, I think we should wrap up here, but um, I'm glad we finally got to Pederasty, because it's not an Alex cast unless I um, put the fear of God into someone. Hardly. Not their children. Because I'm a well, terrible man. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking my call. I'm glad I caught you in time, man. Hey, you know, uh, first time, long time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I have been uh, Mateo at Dreckface, and you can find my podcast, uh, thewhatcast.libson.com, I think. Um, hey, Mateo yes, from the I, Alex I cast. I saw that, that you actually recently added your shit to Stitcher, too. Good job. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well done. Yes, yes. My show, The Whatcast, uh, is on Stitcher. Oh, and uh, to break kayfabe, my show, The Alex Cast, actually is on Stitcher and was What's Hot right next to Joey fucking Rogan, which I was happy to yes, have that I picture. I saw that, dude. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, since they reinstated my, uh, they took my comments away for some reason. There was some snafu and my comments got taken. So I was like, like 5,000th ranked or something on Stitcher. I was like, yeah, I know I don't have a lot of Stitcher listeners, but I feel like, you know, this is weird. But when they reinstated them, I jumped to like, um, I think I'm like 500 something like of shows wow. on there, which for, there's like a lot of podcasts on there. So That's I'm pretty, awesome. yeah, I'm good with that. But I was like, oh, what good timing. Cause it happened to be right when Joe and fucking Radio Lab and, uh, Joey Diaz, which, uh, I like Joey Diaz. Love Radio Lab. Ro- love Rogan. They're like, oh, that's such a good screenshot. And everybody knows yeah. I'm too stupid to Photoshop it. So it fucking works. <laughs> yes, so, well, congratulations on that, man. I did see that. That, w- that was cool to see. Yeah, it was exciting. So when everybody's on, on fucking uh, Stitcher later to find the Wattcast, you can also find the Alex cast. And you can find, um, I don't know, probably some other shows that we like that I can't think of off the top of my head. Certainly not Night Vale. Yeah, I mean, you can find it there, but then go and listen to that episode where I made fun of Night Vale, and then you'll understand why I hate it. It's, it's seriously one of the best things I've ever heard. That show, or am I making fun of it? You're making fun oh, of good. it. Oh, good. Because it's going to say, like, oh, you don't actually like that show, do you? No, see, I had people show it to me, and they're like, check this out, dude, check this out. And I swear to God, I got through five minutes. And I was like, holy shit, you're going to make, I wish I was at the dentist. I'm not fucking listening yeah. to this. You know what it is? I, I think it's just like you and I, like, we, like, I don't want to say research, but whatever. We research that shit that it's just like, it's, it's kind of like cheating. It, it'd be like if you were in high school, if one of the popular kids started wearing all black and you're like, oh, come on, you haven't paid your fucking dues. You can't be doing that shit. Like, yeah, we're the weirdo fucking people that are into music and strange shit. You're not allowed to just start like that. You can't just show up and have famous people like your podcast and get number one in everything and then shovel exactly. horse shit, you know? Yeah, I had to get people trying to beat me up because of the type of shoes I wore and how long my hair was. You're not just fucking hopping in here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we've, we've been through the podcast wars. You don't you don't get to just show up and have like backing by a company and have Will Wheaton like you. Yeah. Apparently that's why they're famous. That's what somebody told me. I I believe them. Fucking crusher. Yep, ruined uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation and now ruined <laughs> Stitcher rankings. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't, Nightvale wouldn't bother me nearly as much. Like, I still wouldn't like the show, but the fact that it's listed in comedy bothers me. Oh, wow. Well, it's pretty comical if you <laughs> take it serious enough. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, I get, <laughs> I get that it's like lighthearted, I guess, but don't put it in comedy. It's just another fucking thing to have in front of me that, it, that annoys me. Yes, our show is actually under health and science. Nice. More truer to the fact. Well, I want to change. I keep trying to change mine to entertainment. So, anybody, anybody listening out there that knows how to change stuff like that, tell me. Yeah, good luck, dude. There's no way to do it. There's not even an option. I can't even get our shows to come out as explicit. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand how to. Um, well, I know how to do that, but that's because of the program. I you're you're through a different 
program or whatever, different RSS Provider. feeder or whatever. Um, yeah, I can't figure any of that shit out because like I don't want to be in comedy anymore because I have no chance of ever breaking any because every fucking comedian and has a podcast and you know most comedy podcasts don't spend entire episodes at a time talking about like you know meditation and and occultism and not making jokes so i was like oh maybe i should maybe i should change up a little bit move into the entertainment category so i actually have a fucking chance <laughs> that's a good point maybe i should get our podcast away from degrassi's yeah <laughs> i think his is right next to ours well no you're you're in a good category because there's far less of those so like you know if you get if you get some if you get some listeners you can actually you know you'll actually show up in the rankings like fuck yeah we're moving to cooking then yeah well, there, I, I have no idea. There might be a shitload of cook. I've never looked into cooking, but there might be a shitload of cooking podcasts. Yeah. In fact, there probably is, because if you think about it, you just listen to your iPod like and cook along with people. Hmm. I've, I've never looked into this, but I bet you there, there's probably a bunch. And if it's not, uh, all you house marms out there that are listening. <laughs> fucking, Get on it. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. That was kind of mean. It's all right. It was like the only people I like are single moms recently. Like I just realized like most uh, single dads, like most of my friend group are, well, not you, you're still married, but, or whatever, you got a lady in your house. Um, yes. It's, yeah, I, I was like, oh, I don't know why the hell I keep doing things like that. I think it's because I'm a jerk. Nah, there's, they have certain personalities. I, this, I, I'm, I'm quite a worry wart, when, especially when it comes to my kid. When my, my first kid was born, I literally stayed awake. For 11 days and washed my hands till they bled and I couldn't even go to work because I was like, I'd literally stand over her crib with my hand on her chest and be like, cool, you're breathing. And I would just, <laughs> yeah, I would stand there like that. So, I mean, after you go through shit like that, there's a little bit of like a reckless abandon that comes along that is, that could be you know, perceived as attractive. I can understand that. Yeah. The, um, that's this is something I and I've, I've not really been in the situation to like have, uh, you know, children that belong to me show up. But I would be exactly you. I've thought about this before. Of Like, I would just I don't know if I'd be able to leave the room. I'd have to quit my job. Like, I would just be terrified of like random bad things happening. And uh, oh, no, I would be a, I would just be as big of a wreck as you described. Maybe not the hand washing thing, but definitely the not going to sleep thing or, you know. I'd probably, like, if there was a house cat, I would kill it. Like, I would never kill an animal, but yeah. it's like, no, you're going to suffocate the baby, you're dead, you know? <laughs> I, it's hard not to be that bad. I, I actually got asked by the hospital to leave after the, the 11th day. Oh, for real? Yeah, they're like, get out of here and go get some sleep. Yeah. I was like, sure, I drove home and, like, sat there for 10 minutes and came right back. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would be on your side of the fence there. That's Yeah, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. Deal with that. So, thankfully... Uh, the Lord has blessed me with uh, being completely alone in every facet of my life. <laughs> Hopefully sterile. Yeah. Thanks, God. <laughs> Jerk. All right, so we're, we're really ending this thing now. All right, so okay, okay, thank you for calling in. You are a lovely man with a uh, lovely podcast called The Whatcast that I highly recommend all the people that listen to Alex Cast to listen to, and then don't blame me if you don't like it because he made it at Directface. No, yeah. We did, one thing I try to say when i talk about the podcast is that we have no idea what we're doing and if you don't like it we totally understand it's fine well don't go that far i mean you know they are being jerks for not liking it we did get a bad review on itunes somebody said i say too many bad words yeah that's well that's because you don't have the explicit rating yeah oh yeah i got yeah i got the i i'm i mumble all the time and i don't know what i'm saying which sucks because it's accurate and i'm like damn it (laughs) like i can't even be (laughs) mad at it because like 
yeah, what you're saying is true, but that's supposed to be part of my charm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change it to uh, uh, the idiot professor and Alex, and I'm, I'm going to be the same person. And it's just going to be like, oh, finally, you can understand the character, even though the character is just the way I act as a human. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, it isn't. Uh, but I've been talking for like eight hours straight. So, Mateo, you have a delightful evening. Enjoy yourself and um, go wash your hands 70 times because I'm pretty sure I saw some, some, some disease on there. Yeah, there is. Thank you, Alex. You have a good night. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening to the Alex Cast. Good evening. <laughs>